Oh, she's got the paw action going on. <laughs> when she puts her paw on your Dude, heart. Dude, it's the cutest thing. It's like, oh my God, I'm yeah. going to die. Yeah. It's the sweetest thing she ever does. It really is. Oh, uh, she's the best. Dogs are the best. Doggies. So, Asif, are you going to... Gonna mosey into the Red Dead Saloon tonight at midnight. Oh, totally, dude. I uh, I loved the first Red Dead. People talk about it like there are people who still want it on PC to this day. Yeah, they list it among like the greatest I want every games game of on that generation. I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, but I want I want PC to have Red Dead. Yeah, a, a nice remastered one, or at least this. Well, at least <laughs> Rockstar's weird about some of their games. Like, why is it that every Grand Theft Auto comes to, like, everything except Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> well, Nintendo, point. even every now and then they get an exclusive one. Like, there was that Chinatown one on DS or whatever. I feel like they're just waiting. They'll they'll pull the trigger on, on, it, a, on a GTA thing for, but for it's Switch. just But it's just weird how Grand yeah. Theft Auto games... Like, it took a year after GTA V came out on... 360 and PS3 for it to come to PC, but it did. All of them are on a PC. A year? It took longer. It took a like, year. It took however long it took for it them went, to release the remastered like, GTA PS4. 5. Here's how much of a Rockstar fan I am. Yeah. And how much I love GTA. Yeah. Uh, I got it on 360 and PS3. Both platforms? Yeah. Okay. Then I got it on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And then I got it on PC. Maybe the PC version did come it out after It came out those two. after those two. They drew that across two generations of consoles yeah that is and then brought it to pc that's true and made a gajillion dollars yeah they're still making a gajillion they're dollars. just making they're printing money yeah does red just, dead 2 have an online mode here's the thing you saw all these reviews go out today yeah here's my hot take all right burn it up your game shipped without its online component is it is it it's shipped without it at all, or the servers aren't going online until 12? No. Like, they, there's no online. There's no Red Dead online until November. Wow. Bold move, Cotton. Well, that, like 10 no, out of 10. November what? Because November's next week. Like, when does when does Middle this, of November is a beta. Hmm. And oh. then, oh. yeah, they're releasing their online in beta after the game comes out. Wow. Bold move. That is... That's I all got, I say. To give that a ten out of ten, are, are we are we in a situation now where you're just reviewing the single player of Red Dead? Is that what we did? Because then I think we should review Red Dead Online separately. I think I think that I think so, and I think Rockstar like it is bold, but they also know that however well Red Dead Online does, people were looking forward to this for the the world for the single player. I don't component. know, man. Like it's it's both. When I look back at Red Dead. I love the story, mm-hmm. but I also love the fun things that I got into with my friends, just stealing stuff. It was, yeah. It had, you know, I think it was, we could at least get four people in a party together. Oh, so there was multiplayer in the yeah. first one. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Red Dead uh, Redemption had multiplayer. Okay. And it had like, you know. I still was, need to play that game. You really do. Like, that's what I mean. Like I'm people eight out years there, behind. I feel like the people out there on PC that aren't, uh, getting Red Dead Two should play Red Dead One. It's not even you guys probably still haven't played it. We'll put, you should dust off the old Xbox uh, Three Sixty. Sh- I should. I have go it. down to your GameStop and it, buy the game for two dollars. I or have whatever. it on PS Three. You have the game. Amy bought me the game one year. I just have never played it. And oh, it, it's, put it in. And it's not because of the PC thing. Like I would love to play it on PC, but that's not what held me back for for whatever reason. 
It's not that I dislike Westerns. I just never played it. I want you to play that game while I'm playing this new one, and then we can talk about both games. Okay. We can do that. Because I, I really want, I want, I would like to just at least talk to you about that game first. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll start Red Dead 1. You should just start it. I, I, know, I know you're very busy. Up. But in the time that you are free, I know you, you're one of those lucky people that has a PS3 that functions. Yeah. For and Demon's the games. Souls. Umbasa. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll play it. I'll play it. That's, I think it's as a, I think it's a good thing to do when this game, like everyone's all hype about this game. Yeah. To go back and play that game and really get what people are excited about at all. Yeah. Because it's a Better Call Saul situation. And I know Ooh. a big that's something that we love on this show yeah uh where this is kind of a prequel to red dead redemption yeah it's red dead redemption 2 but it's a prequel it's a prequel thing yeah that's yeah. true that's true uh all right i'll do that just try it we'll we'll uh uh we'll uh i'm trying to think of like some old west metaphors i don't know i'm drawing a blank but are we'll, you not really into western stuff it's again it's not that i dislike it i've just never really been Gotten, like, drawn super to into it, it. yeah no. that's what i mean like yeah. it, it's a it's a good one mm-hmm. it doesn't you don't need to be to okay. be interested in it okay and also i think uh from what i've just seen today these images and these videos of gameplay Red Dead 2 might be the one of the most beautiful games ever made. It looks great. I mean, Rockstar puts out, even at the time, like at the end, I remember GTA 5 and Dark Souls 2 were special because they came out kind of in the twilight. Of the 360 uh, Well, actually, like GTA 5 came out like two months before the new systems launched. Dark yeah. Souls 2 came out like four months after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dark Souls 5 especially was still gorgeous. It made a sense for sticking with that hardware at the time until you were ready to to migrate and uh gta 5 gta 5 <laughs> it's like he's a dark souls 5 oh no did i okay well <laughs> that would yeah that'd be a thing i think you did i can get excited for that but yeah no gta 5 was just it looked gorgeous on that old hardware at the mm-hmm. time and then even more so on on the new ones and yeah i think red dead 2 looks awesome yeah it's a pretty game so yeah we'll see yeah. Uh, I, I I will be sharing my impressions of it, but if you haven't, you should read Bill Lavoy's review. Yes, went up on Shack News today when we're reporting uh, recording this podcast. Was this Thursday, the day before launch, mere hours yeah. before launch? Now, yeah, it's coming. We gave it a nine out of ten. I'll give you guys that pre preview, mm-hmm. but the numbers are meaningless. Right. Read Bill's review. He nails. He nails parts of it down perfectly that explain if you're going to like that game or if you're not. Yeah. Uh, but from an open world perspective, I think Rockstar makes better games than a lot of other developers, maybe outside of Nintendo. But Nintendo, uh, like with Breath of the Wild, did something new. And I think that Red Dead, like... It's been in development long enough. They wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. like kind of squeezed in a few new tricks. They looked at Breath of the Wild and were like, "Yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> why don't we do those things?" Because that game is over a year and a half old now. Yeah, so there's plenty of time to take cues from it, especially with the delay of the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I must mute my phone. Notifications are happening. <sighs> Please understand. It's just it's fucking Twitter. 
Fuck Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seconded. <laughs> we'll start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Awesome Khan, I'm CEO, editor, chief, chief puppy wrangler. Not this week because David's wrangling her. We're all wrangling her. We're yeah. all a bunch of cowpokes. Yeah, wrangling puppies down here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, David, our long reads editor, after a long, a long, a long, long, mega long read, ultra mega, epic. Mega long read, like Epic Mega Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah, so I think... Epi- it all together. There you go. Epic Mega long read. Coming off that, how you doing? Making the long trek across the mean streets of Canton, Ohio. They're cold out in the mean streets these days. It's getting cold, man. It's We've woken cold. up past few mornings cold. to see frost on the ground. I saw some frost. It snowed. Yeah. It snowed. Winter is coming. Ned it's- Stark was right. He was right. Winter is coming again, and it, it happens every year here. Yeah, that's true. Without fail. Uh, this year is happening before Halloween, so I feel bad for all those folks out there that have very uh, specific costume ideas that may make them feel cold outside. So I think it was last weekend. I had some family in town. Two of my little nieces were in town. They're um, eight and five. And I, I read that there was there were reports of like a late snowfall dusting during the night. So before they went to bed, I was over in Alliance visiting with them. And I said, "Guys, we have to start dancing." And they were like, "Why?" And I said, "Well, it's a snow dance. You know, if you if you do a snow dance, it'll snow." And so the next morning, they were all excited. Wanted to call Uncle David. They call me Uncle Dee Dee <laughs> because there was frost in the ground. They were like, "It worked! It worked!" They were pretty pumped about the snow dance. <laughs> God, praise yeah. Harambe. Yeah. You did it. Did it for Harambe. And Shaq Oh, my is. God. That was amazing. That's that's hilarious. <coughs> oh, man. I never pulled that on my nephews. Kids keep the magic alive, man. I don't know if they, they do. still believe in Santa Claus. The five-year-old probably does. But, like, the snow dance thing, that went over pretty well. Yeah. No, I used to... <laughs> I don't know. I My nephew was born kind of, like, during the financial crisis. Actually, uh, both of them were. Yeah. One was like 08, one was one was 2010. Oh man, the 08 one, he was right in the thick of it. Right. So like they were born like kind of like right into into the shit. Mhm. And uh, I taught my youngest nephew the phrase quantitative easing when he was like super young. Uh-huh. And I was like it's the printing of money. Uh so I thought it was pretty funny. That's great. I was just like 
can you say quantitative easing? And he's like, quantitative easing. Yeah. I was like, yes. That reminds me of a story. I don't remember this, but my, <laughs> my parents tell me I was like three and I was really, I was infatuated with washing machines. When I grew up, I wanted to be an agitator. And if mm-hmm. you ask my wife, I achieved my goal. Uh, but I also loved condensation. So my mom taught me to say condensation. <laughs> and so my uncle, one of my uncles was strapping in my car seat. He's like, oh, let me wipe this water off the window, David. I go, that's condensation. And he goes, what? <laughs> like He's like, do you guys know about this? And they're like, oh, yeah, he loves to talk about condensation. <laughs> Apparently that was one of my things back in the day. It's great. Yeah. It's great when like kids just find like these complicated concepts and they just fixate on that one thing they're like yep that's the thing that i understand i live my life for condensation it's like condensation's cool and washing machines it's like yeah every day when you're a kid you like learn a new concept and you're like that's a cool concept yes i'm gonna fix it on this today that's a really really cool concept yeah i was pretty i was pretty enamored about the whole thing you know, people need that enthusiasm when it comes to learning about things. They do. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to focus on. Yeah, you know, I, I I am ready to learn because you have been uh, mm-hmm. you've been keeping your your eye on on the market the past few days, oh, I, as I call it, the turd mines. Yeah, I've I, been just I've been in the turd mines, <laughs> uh, mining for turds. Uh huh. And whoa, times are tough in the turd mines for those turds. That's miners. what I'm hearing, man. It's a uh, educate me. So. The market's been going down pretty much since the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. A little inside information that's not insider trading, just inside information from the financial services industry. Okay. October happens to be the end of the fiscal year for hedge funds and mutual funds. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And like pension funds. A lot of different investment management companies choose October for the end of their fiscal year. Mm-hmm. So they get... They know how many people are taking money out, how many are putting it in. A lot of hedge funds have gates, mm-hmm. and this is when you come to the gate and you can ask for your money back. A lot of hedge funds are underperform- were underperforming the market. I think still are, uh, and that's kind of leading to this. Mm-hmm. So if you're underperforming the market for like two years straight, the person in- invested in your hedge fund, they're going to want to pull out. At, when that happens in mass, mm-hmm. people have to dump their positions. So you see these funds that are worth hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars liquidating all their Tesla or all their Apple or all, all whatever. Maybe every stock in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Maybe in some cases they're selling the entire market. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people buy total market index funds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just a liquidity event where everyone's trying to raise money at the same time occurring also at a time where before earnings or during earnings season is a blackout period for what is called share buybacks Mm -hmm. so companies buy back their own stock in the market to provide liquidity it's like part of their capital return policy it's instead of doing a dividend they buy back the amount of shares out in the world apple's already bought back like 110 billion dollars of their own stock Okay. I like it because it's more efficient than giving me a dividend. Mm. When you pay me a dividend, you're taking money you already paid taxes for, Apple, giving it to me, and now I have to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. Why not just buy your own stock with your cash? Mm-hmm. Now, there's, I think they've bought back like a billion shares. Wow. Yeah. They had six billion shares, and now it's like five billion. So they've, they've shrunk their float materially. 
yeah uh doing that and that that's a way to engineer what is called earnings per share growth Mm -hmm. uh which you divide the earnings by the shares and that when you have less shares that number goes up yeah uh so even though your earnings aren't growing you can manufacture growth by doing that interesting and i think apple is doing that the point is that dude they're not able to buy right now so companies are frozen from buying Mm -hmm. and hedge funds are all selling simultaneously so it's like it's really it, that's what's happening right now. So what caused that? Mm-hmm. I think it's interest rates. I think it's the Federal Reserve has raised short-term borrowing rates materially from 0.25% 2 years ago to like almost 2% right now. Oh, okay. On a 2-year bond. Mm-hmm. So you also have this phenomenon where the the bond curve like if you look at the difference between borrowing for 30 years for the treasury versus 2 years is only like 1.3%. Mm-hmm. where historically it would be like three percent or five percent in the 80s it was like way wider yeah you know so the, that affects lending that affects borrowing for companies so as the te- the credit market is tightening as a result of this mm-hmm. and it's being seen in corporate debt and it's being seen in treasuries now there's another report that the chinese are selling their treasuries so they've sold like three billion dollars worth of treasuries. They own trillions of dollars of treasuries. Mm-hmm. Right? China owns a ton. Japan owns a ton. Russia owns a ton. The U.S. Treasury market is being affected by selling right now. Uh, it had been in a bull market since we were born. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think it was like eleven percent on the thirty-year Treasury, mm-hmm. and it peaked somewhere under two percent. In the last five years. Now it's above 3%. I think rates can go a lot higher. And I think inflation is here. And I think that's what the, that's what is being signaled by this ramp up in short-term yields. The oh, fact okay. that short-term borrowing is increasing so rapidly. It's There's two things occurring. Inflation is here. And the Federal Reserve is also causing this to occur. Mm-hmm. To cr- try to stave off inflation. Hmm. Because the rates rates going up will will flush out the weak hands mm-hmm. in small business in companies everywhere. So I think that's the big. If I had to circle one systemic thing that's happening, it's that monetary policy has shifted from accommodative to tightening, and that affects the risk free rate of return. That affects the premium that companies that are the high flyers get. If it's now riskier to do business on a two-year period, Mm -hmm. all of these companies' valuations had to be taken down. So the the it was a what I think was amazing about this recent sell-off. It was truly uniform, right? You'd have Dow Jones down six hundred points. You know, Nasdaq's down like a thousand or something. Yeah, it was just massive crashes occurring and rapidly. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I think. That indicates what I'm talking about is is there's something systemic occurring where people were indiscriminately and maybe still are indiscriminately selling shares, right, of everything because this is just not worth owning anything in their opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's that's part of what's going on. And then maybe there's some people that uh, were long treasuries. You know, mm-hmm. if you had been buying treasuries for a while and you're taking this hit now where they're starting to drop, 
maybe that's causing a, a bit of selling in the it's kind of a rotation thing the person mm-hmm. that was selling the treasuries might be moving on to selling u.s stocks right because the credit markets tend to lead the the stock market mm-hmm. uh but I look at it from a long-term perspective, and I'm like, long-term rates aren't really that high, historically. Like, what my parents got this house for was, like, double-digit, wow. 30-year. Jeez, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, my dad paid it off early, whatever, but, like, he, right. he did have, like, an 11 or a 12 or a 13% 30-year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it was tough buying shit in the 80s on a, on a mortgage was much yeah had a much higher premium for for interest rate so i look at historically we're still very low and then the other thing is i'm not of the opinion that the u.s treasury is in some sort of cascading event mm-hmm. where it's going to just collapse i think that it's very deliberate by the federal reserve and they've they went from this period where they were buying U.S. treasuries with printed money. Mm-hmm. They printed like $4 trillion worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were keeping it very short-dated. Yeah. So they kept the rates very low of short-dated uh, treasuries mm-hmm. synthetically. Mm-hmm. They have stopped doing that. And they're, now they're, they're pulling back what they had in the system. So they're buying back that debt. Mm-hmm. They're pulling it out of the system entirely. So they're uh-huh. trying to they're trying to get out of they're trying to shrink their balance sheet from the four point I think it might be six something trillion that mm-hmm. they that they have printed. Uh and that's affecting the short term borrowing rates. Mm-hmm. They were doing that in the mortgage market also. So that's affecting the mortgage market. Oh yeah, all this stuff there are like ripple effects between yeah. yeah. So it's like they I think I can't remember the exact numbers when they when they initiated it, but it was tens of billions of dollars of both mm-hmm. each month Jeez. were being bought by the federal reserve yeah. for like almost a decade and then they stopped so it's changing things and it obviously would yeah uh but yeah i think this is a systemic thing that people will have to pay attention to mm-hmm. but i think it's indicative that the federal reserve thinks the u.s economy is doing well for the first time in a decade and they don't want it to overheat what do you think? I don't know if this is tangential, but wh- what can you attribute the economy doing well to? Not that there's only one source, but I d- honestly don't think it's a. Uh, I think it's in spite of our politics. I think it's in spite of our government. Mm-hmm. It's just that after a decade of really mediocre growth, I think the U.S. economy finally has some footing. Mm-hmm. I think consumers. I think people look at just. Very simple stat. And like I, I know people like to point to Donald Trump tweeting about his unemployment rate. Right. I I look at uh just look at look at the unemployment rate versus the stock market. If you look at those two charts, mm-hmm. as unemployment goes down, the stock market goes up. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. That unemployment is at a multi year low. And people are actually coming back into the workforce. And wages are actually growing for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon did their big move uh, upping wages, their minimum wage like 15. You know, so it's like companies are even stepping up to do it. Uh, so I, I look at it and I'm like, I look around, and honestly, anecdotally too, in, in Northeast Ohio, they're building shit here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff being built. Yeah. People are starting new businesses. Like, I see a lot of things happening, even anecdotally here, where also, I'm like, it's different than when I got here two years ago. Oh, yeah. It really is. You know, it's like it, we've grown in the last two years, which is it, which is interesting. And it's, I think it's part of, t- a lot of it has to do with the corporate tax cut. Mm-hmm. Cutting, you know, like, I, I know that it's a, it's going to, it's going to outweigh the benefit to Apple will outweigh almost every small business in America. Mm-hmm. But the incentive for a small business now to try to run a business and know that you're going to keep 20% more of your money yeah. than you were, mm-hmm. that's huge. Yeah, that is. You know, so it's like, but not most, most businesses don't run at a profit, so they don't have to pay taxes <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you do, that's, that is an incentive. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's going to out, it's going to, the benefit's going to be way to the the large companies in that respect. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I, but to answer your question, why I think the economy is actually doing well is that unemployment's at a, a multi-decade lows, and wages are growing for the first time in like forever. So people are spending. So people have more money to spend mm-hmm. by you know by all logic. The problem is, food prices are going up too. Inflation yeah. is here. Yeah, so that's why the Fed's trying to get ahead of this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I get it they see inflation hitting their target. Mm-hmm. This is the dangerous game that the Federal Reserve plays. Yeah. Every time. It's like I've seen this movie before. The Federal Reserve <laughs> always has to try to guess just what the right amount of inflation is Yeah. before you blow up the economy. Yeah. Because if inflation gets out of control, you have that $147 a barrel oil that we had in 2008. Yeah. And you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, gold also was at a was at a multi-year high i think at that point but yeah just commodities got out of control and that drives food prices up and that'll decrease consumption mm-hmm. when gas was what i don't it was probably over four dollars a gallon here oh san francisco at the time it was like eight the, six yeah <laughs> they were part like i would go out of my way even low on gas mm-hmm. just because how much gas can i get for eight dollars a gallon yep you know yeah i remember absurd prices 20, 2008 to 2009 has shook so many people. Yep. And I, I really think that un, has been like this cloud over this bull market. Mm-hmm. This recovery in this bull market in the in, in America that really was led by Ben Bernanke and uh, Tim Geithner and uh, Obama, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that Congress and the Congress before it and Andrew George Bush, you know, because yeah. like they, they kind of tag team the whole thing mm-hmm. tarp happened under bush obama bailed out gm like it was just and he bit and the 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 investment into Citigroup and all those companies uh you know just that that was unprecedented mm-hmm. so like that the effects of that are going to be felt for a long time but also i felt like much like what i said with the benefits to apple right Wealthy people benefited from that monetary policy more than anyone else in America. Right. So it's like taking a really long time for the average American to actually have more money to spend. And I think that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't think this is the time to suddenly bet against America. I think it's like we finally got out of the shit. Yeah. It's like the recession happened, just not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know? 
and yeah. I, I, I always felt like that. It was the, because they did that monetary policy. They pumped four trillion dollars into the into assets. Mm-hmm. It less people got foreclosed on. You know, less. Uh, I think terrible things happened. Mm-hmm. We would have had a lot more bankruptcies. We would have had a lot more bad things happen. Yeah. So it's. I don't know. It's uh. It's a mess. So I'm, I'm not going to say like things look good right now. They are, don't. are you prognosticating? Like, can you offer any prognostications? Like, where do you see things shaking out? Like, through the end of the year, maybe into into next next quarter. I like. I always will guess, but mm-hmm. I just always put the the opinion that it's a guess. I will say that like things. You've said, you've said for a while you think we're in a bubble. I do think we're in a bubble, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is the peak of the bubble. That's what that it's I'll going to expand more. I think this this bull market that we are in, that's what I was kind of getting at, is the most hated bull market I've ever seen. It's like been just no one believes it. No one believes in the recovery and no one believes in the bull market. They're like, now nah, the economy is about to fall over because you have like PTSD from 2008 and nine. Yeah. It's the wall of worry mm-hmm. that we keep climbing. Yeah, and anytime we get even remotely close to that parabolic move that really signifies a bubble, we pull back drastically. We right. hit an all-time high, and then we pull back. Mm-hmm. And because of mechanics in the stock market, things drop really fast. Mm-hmm. There's no uptick rule to stop short sellers from selling every millisecond, mm-hmm. so they will sell to oblivion. So it's it's crazy out there, and I like I I don't I don't own many stocks. I own like six stocks, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe some options. Mm-hmm. But I have been trading because this is a volatile market, and I love volatility. This is when I make the most money. This is when I've made most of my money is in panics like these. That's actually, to offer uh, listeners a little bit of behind-the-scenes info into your workday, like a lot of people might think, oh, mm-hmm. as the CEO and editor-in-chief of Shack News, you're always doing it for Shack News, but yeah. a lot of your day is spent analyzing the market right yeah i'm i manage i'm the cfo of a company mm-hmm. uh called virtue llc and we own real estate and stocks and our stock portfolio because of apple grew to be larger than our real estate portfolio mm-hmm. and i manage our stock portfolio now and i sold apple last year you're right and i diversified into a bunch of different companies uh not a bunch because like i said I, I there's not a whole i'm a value guy i look at the fundamentals of companies mm-hmm. and I try to find companies with not too much debt, a lot of cash, they're generating positive cash flows. Uh, and then, or in the case of Tesla, right? Cause I do own Tesla. Right. And I have in the past, um, just looking for companies with products that are growing, that have something unique companies with a moat brands, solid brands, really, really talented CEOs mm-hmm. and leaders. Uh, so yeah, I, I look for companies like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I also I, I I will own anything. It doesn't matter. Like I, you know, a lot of people have religion about stocks. I look at it. I'm like, is this cheap? Will I make money? What's my margin of safety? And the best deals that you find are when people are panicking and selling stocks indiscriminately. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I looked at. Uh, so you've been busy lately. <laughs> Yeah, but I also I traded volatility. I saw this coming. 
once I saw these breaks occurring, I actually, if you go back on our YouTube, I did like a 52 minute video. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, where I explained if these levels break down, sell. Mm-hmm. And I hope people listened. I doubt they did. Uh, but once that happened, I started getting long volatility. So I bought. Here's the market's a complete shit show, David. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. It's like it's the biggest casino in the world. Yeah. Uh, but it closes. There's no drinks. <laughs> oh, this place sounds like a bummer. It kind of is a bummer. <laughs> kind of is. Uh, so there are these. So there's volatility, right? Volatility is measure. It, it's trying to approximate the the move, the daily move in the S and P five hundred. The volatility index. They call it the VIX, mm-hmm. right? Because they wanted to make this a clown show, they created these things called ETFs. So normally, the way to bet on volatility, you would just buy an option, a call option or a put option on the S the S and P. Mm-hmm. You would bet on it going up or down with an option. But now they create these things called ETFs, which are kind of like buying a fund, mm-hmm. and they try to mimic the daily move of the vi- of the volatility index. Uh, so I, knowing that the VIX was going to go up, I bought call options. So okay, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of buying call options on the S and P, which is would be betting on it going up, I bought call options on volatility. But I used a stupid broken ETF to do it. Uh. I made money because they're broken. Mm-hmm. They don't actually track the VIX over a long period of time, but if you own them on the given day where they go up a lot, you can make some money. Mm-hmm. Like the volatility index is not up uh, 200%, but the this UVXY product is right now. Right. Because like I said, broken product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once, it was, I think it was yesterday, I, I, had, I sold that. There was like a down 800 day a couple like a week ago or something. So I got out of my volatility then. Mm-hmm. I made like, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to look it up. I don't want to claim anything. Right. But I made I made a little bit of trading money, day trading money, short term capital gain. Right. I have to pay maximum tax rate on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I got I got out of that and I got into this thing called uh, SQQQ. Mm hmm. So, yeah, the first product was called UVXY, right? I had calls in that. I traded them within, like, two days or three days of each other. And then this other product, which is also garbage, and no one should actually (laughs) hold these. Don't buy and hold any of these things. Because this one is SQQQ, right? So the QQQ is the NASDAQ 100. The SQQQ is an instrument that's meant to be the opposite on a daily basis. Of what the the cues do, so it's like betting against the cues. Mm-hmm. Buying that is betting against the cues. So yesterday, when the market was just taking a fat dump at the end of the day, because like it was just puking, it, it I saw the market drop. It was like in the last thirty minutes, it dropped two hundred points. I said, "Screw it, I'm going to buy some puts." Right, I bet on this inverse ETF going down via options. Right, mm-hmm. complete shit show. Yeah. I should not be able to do this. This is dumb. <laughs> So I bet on volatility going down, and mm-hmm. it did. And that ETF went down disproportionately. So I made money. I made like I think it was like thirty-one percent in a day. Damn. On betting against volatility Damn. for a day. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, that is. This is dumb. But this is what happens when volatility appears. Mm-hmm. When volatility comes, I'm like, hooray! I have my broken instruments that I can trade. Because <laughs> like the, I, I've done it before. Like it's these things are so broken, and they're. 
just people are eating them up. Yeah. They're buying, holding them. Like you buy and like pull up. It, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put this in the, the article when I post this, like a chart of the UVXY over a long period of time. Yeah. It's just constantly going down. It's like a, it's a trick. Mm-hmm. They rebalance every day. So you're not supposed to hold them overnight and people get tricked into holding them overnight. Uh, it's a sad story. Yeah. But I make money off of them losing money. I have to. And they're betting on it's also a way to bet on the market going up, which is a ridiculous thing. I bet on the instrument that's betting against the market going down to make a positive bet on the market because I can make more money doing that than actually buying something. Damn. That's how dumb this market is. <laughs> and like I know this is complicated and in the weeds, but like it's important for people to understand how stupid the stock market is. How broken it, it is. It really seems like the more you know about the real, you realize how broken it is. But you can you can take advantage of that. Oh yeah, you know. No, like I I don't. That's why I try to share as much knowledge as possible with people. Right. right. I'm never trying to hold it back. I enjoyed being an investment advisor, uh, representative for my company, because mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I was teaching people the right. whole time. Right. Uh, but yeah, like it's. It's stupid, but yeah, I, I want to point out what you can do on either direction, right? I gave people two instruments, one if you want to bet on volatility going up, mm-hmm. and then one if you want to bet on the market going up, because I think the cues, the the tech companies, that's they're the driving force of the stock market mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It, I, call, I was talking to you before this show, the four horsemen of tech. It's Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon. Right. Uh, so there's a horrible 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 man on cnbc (laughs) horrible man (laughs) who is this man dan nathan terrible human being he has given these folks these four uh an acronym oh what does he call them can you guess microsoft apple google amazon oh come on yeah he went MAGA with it uh, every day on this show. He says, you know, MAGA. I'm like, no, nope. no, no, no. Nope. Like, I, I feel like that guy, we Shaq Cash should probably put him on notice. Yes. Do put him on notice. You're on notice, Dan Nathan. You don't even know who we are. You don't know we're even watching you. <laughs> you are on notice. I may tweet at him that he's on notice from MAGA. It's you the should. worst. That is a te- that's terrible. I can't get behind this guy. No, no. But it just happens to be an acronym for my four horsemen of the tech apocalypse. I know. Gamma. Gamma. Gamma's way better. Gamma rays, man. Or just not even do that. Just call them the four horsemen of the tech apocalypse. Yeah. Just way better than MAGA. Yeah, just just not MAGA. I was stunned. I was like, how am I watching CNBC right now? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. No. It's, that's that's such cool trash that. content. Yeah. I look at their stuff and I'm like, wow, they're bad. Especially given the network, which, you know, has its leanings. You know, I don't associate NBC with. No, this is just one pundit on a show called Fast Money, and he's an analyst. He's yeah. clearly not speaking for the company. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I can't imagine someone in their studio being like, yeah, that's not cool. You know, like, I was like, someone <laughs> yeah. on the show should just be like, stop calling it MAGA. Yeah. Don't call it that. I want to see the director come out with his or her headset like, hey, just one second. Stop saying MAGA. Yeah. Stop. And then like PSA, 
blackface not cool sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry guys yeah i'm we, gonna i'm gonna speak for black people i talk to the black people hey guys i talk to the black people so they they you know what don't do that it's or, not cool even if you're only going to a party with a bunch of white people don't do that it's no not cool. no don't no. take pictures of it don't even post it to snapchat don't do any of <laughs> don't that do any of that that's bad there's uh a racist bit <laughs> came up in a recent episode of sunny oh yeah and when it happened dennis goes no we've decided that's not funny anymore as a society and that's my response to blackface like we've decided that's not cool mm-hmm. as a society no more blackface oh martina martinez martina martinez came back <laughs> In the garbage episode too. You always oh, so you're watching. I, I, I'm season on season eight. eight. Yeah, I got to the garbage episode. Yeah, that one's pretty good. That was funny. <laughs> the, there's like, some really good parts. Go of that. door to door singing for the trash. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> I was really impressed. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, everything about that episode. I was like, huh. I had it felt right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I can't understand what this college boy is saying. <laughs> That was my favorite part when, when when Frank and Martina Martinez get up there. I was just like, it was some of the most cringe stuff. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like yep. that's it's an example of that was on TV. Yeah, you know. So it's like it's it was uh, that's even weirder. That's even weirder commentary. Yeah, you know. So it's 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 interesting to see. Uh, just wow, I'm so glad she got fired. Yeah, I'm really happy Megan Kelly lost her job. <laughs> oh, did she? Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, she got fired. Okay, good. Her show's over at least. I saw a headline like you can take the girl out of Fox News, but you can't take the Fox News out of. The- and man, I don't what even she know said, if I would hear that on Fox News. I don't know. Let's not tempt them. I don't think I've I've ever heard anyone say that on TV, in in this in the last five ten years. <laughs> They're getting worse over there though. Oh, I'm not Being more I'm, and more brazen. Trust me, not defending Fox News over here. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Oy. when I heard that, I've really fixated on it. It's been the news bit of the week where yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is just not okay. Nope, I don't like this. Mm-mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not. I, I you know, I, I talked to, I talked to black people, and they said, you know what, Asif, you can speak for, on behalf of us <laughs> here, and blackface not cool ever no nope sorry no, don't no, do it no and also short circuit kind of racist oh very much so kind of racist yeah i love the movies kinda but racist yeah that's very a much a product dude. of their time it's a white dude acting like an indian dude yeah but i still like the movies sure they're and still funny they did a good job they're still funny yeah it's, it's well written the yeah. music was amazing yeah johnny five I, who doesn't love johnny five right yeah so it's like talk about being torn there yeah this is uh this is a problem yeah i get where you're coming from so i grew up with this yeah that's what i mean like i kind of look at it and i'm like i know the feel yeah uh but yeah we've taken like some of the more meaty subjects off the table now we have that's true um i don't even know i don't the browns they do we want to talk about this (sighs) let's talk about hugh jackson how does he have a job? I don't know. Could you imagine sucking as much as him and having your job? Man. He's so bad. I think the, the most w- unimaginative play calling. And then John Dorsey trading Carlos Hyde, our running back, our yeah. starting running back, our, our badass for a fifth round pick for no reason. Here's, here's Hugh Jackson's worst offense, okay? He gives Clevelanders hope and then snatches it away. Because, mm-hmm. like... 
no one can deny the Browns have performed better this season than last season. And that gets people excited, and then you have Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jacksoning it up. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, it was a fluke. We're, we're, back, to, we're back in the gutter. You well, know? here's the thing. We've been in four overtime games this season. Yeah. That's a lot of extra football. It is. And we're piling up injuries, and we've traded away arguably our two best players. Josh Gordon for a seventh round pick. Yeah. And Carlos Hyde for a fifth round pick. Yeah. And I just don't get it. I'm not I'm not really sure. I can't explain it. It's it's disappointing and terrible. You wanna should we check in on LeBron James? Uh, yeah, he has one win. Yeah. You know how I've been I was tweeting this, I, I stopped after they got a win. Mm-hmm. But I guess I could keep tweeting it until tonight. LeBron James in LA Lakers, they have one win. Mm-hmm. The number of times that LeBron's house in LA was spray painted with the N word, one. Yeah. So right now it's one and one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Cavs have zero wins, and they're not looking good. And Kevin Love's hurt. Ooh. Yes, he's out. Yeah, it's not looking good for those Cavs. No. They're tanking. We had tank for four years, and then LeBron will come back. And then we'll be all right again. Yeah. That's it. Make Cleveland great again. We'll we'll tank for four years. But we have the Browns. Did, did you ever think you'd get in a point on the show where you'd be like, but we have the Browns? I'm just happy we literally have the Browns. Yeah, we you couldn't say that last year. But you no, can this year. We have the Browns. I like I like watching the Browns this year. I like Baker Mayfield. We have a quarterback. I like uh Nick Chubb, the running back who is taking over for Carlos Hyde. He's mm-hmm. really good and promising. Mm-hmm. Young kid. Uh, I like Duke Johnson, our other running back. We mm-hmm. had three really talented running backs. We just weren't using them all right. Right. Um, I, I, I look at it like when you have depth in a position, why waste that? Yeah. Like use it. Uh, we have no wide receivers. Everyone's hurt or, or dead or gone. Yeah. Like one, Every time we sign a new free free agent wide receiver, they get hurt like the next week. <laughs> like we're Damn, like hey, it's there's a this, cleveland curse here's like hey we got this this kid off the practice squad is really good he like separates his shoulder the next game it's just yeah so yeah we're having really bad luck at wide receiver so baker our new quarterback doesn't really have anyone to throw to other than uh you know bless him over there <laughs> well bless him uh and you know we also have tight end and joku but it's just I feel like it's just not our year, but we have the ingredients. Yeah. It's just the chef. I have a problem with the chef. I agree. But like if we can fire Hugh Jackson, yeah, get a good coach. Yeah. In three years, this team could be really good because our defense is outstanding. How many years are left on his contract? Hugh? Yeah. I think this is maybe the last year or the second to last year of his contract. I'd have to look that up. Hmm. So why three years out rather than like one or two? It, assuming like Hugh is out and we get someone competent in there. I just I don't think it's an over the overnight thing. Like I think we still need some pieces. We need wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not talking about going from zero to Super Bowl heroes. I'm talking about mm-hmm. putting up a decent showing. Yeah, bless him by the way is Jarvis Landry. 
I was just like, I couldn't think of him. So I was like, you know, the guy, bless him. Mm-hmm. That's all he ever says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, bless him. <laughs> bless him then. <laughs> when he scores touchdowns, that's what he tells people. He's like, bless him. Bless him. Like, bless him. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I like that. That's a good gimmick. That's all right. Yeah, I, I, he's become a fan favorite. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing really well. Uh-oh. I don't know what that is. Yeah, and... Do you get telemarketer calls on your cell phone all the time now? <sighs> Robo telemarketer calls. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. What's it's, going on with that? Dude, I don't know. Remember but, the days when you, that was the reason you had a cell phone? They yeah. They didn't get those? Yes. Now yeah. I feel like there's no difference between cell phones and landlines. I might get a landline now if I'm going to get all these calls. Uh, should we talk about another thing I'm pissed off about? Let's do it. The cable company. Oh, and they're pissed off at you. Yeah, they're mad. As I called, I, I, I went out to the, you know, my local uh, trustees mm-hmm. and I said, look, Maslin Cable is running a racket here. And this is this is really a monopoly of sorts. Yeah, it is. Uh, we don't have any other option for uh, fiber internet, mm-hmm. right? Our download speed is 100 if you pay the most. Right. And six megs up if you pay the most. Yeah, I don't even like. What does it cost? Like eighty or a hundred? It's about an eighty. It's I like I'm 80? the one one tier down. I pay sixty, which is still a chunk of change for like worse. Like you yeah. get like fifty and three. Yeah, just awful. Yeah, like it's 2018, and uh, so you know I found out in Fairlawn they have gigabit. Wow. Yeah, a gig up and down. Yeah, we're mi- we're missing out. Like that's twenty minutes away from here, so I'm like, what? I'm like, what's so special about Fairlawn, Ohio, that they can have gigabit internet and we can't? I can't think of a thing. Right? It's that our cable company. Also, that's a municipal gigabit. Damn. Yeah, the city decided to do it. So. You went to your trustee. And I just said, look, let I, I found this company that does over-the-air internet here. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like it's cheap, but it's 50 megs down, 15 megs up. And when like you work with as much video as I do, yeah. 15 megs versus three or five, which I usually get, mm-hmm. is going to be a big deal. Absolutely. A gigabit would be delightful. Yes. That's why I'm like, I'm honestly thinking about getting a fucking office in Fairlawn and having fast internet just so I can use the internet. Yeah. (laughs) At a normal human speed. Yeah. And I could also stream from there. That's true. So I'm just, it's like, this is my level of frustration right now. Because like the company Lightspeed Technologies, I believe is what they're called. Mm -hmm. They do over the air wireless internet, but it's like broadband speeds. So it's not satellite based. It's like radio. Oh, interesting. It's based on radio towers or okay. or cell towers. Okay. So apparently someone in Jackson Township has been freezing them out of any of the towers here. But then I looked around, I looked at a map of the towers. There just might not be enough towers in Jackson Township. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know what my play is here. <laughs> do I get do I get a tower? Or do I get an office in downtown Canton? Because the, they have, I think, a hundred of a hundred in parts of downtown Canton. 
So what what did Maslin ha, what has been Maslin Cable's response? We're not a monopoly. We compete with Spectrum and AT and T. Can you get Spectrum at your house? Nope. And you can get AT and T, but is it shit? Yes. And that's not my point. Competition is a gigabit internet infrastructure in Farallon yeah, yeah. versus our shit infrastructure here. Yeah. Agreed. Or even on the other side of town. Yeah. If you go across, I think it's across Frank or Brunerdale, you have Spectrum. Yeah. And you can get 100 100. And uh, yeah, that's close. A little further away, Alliance, you can get Roadrunner there. Mm-hmm. Really good. I don't know the up and down, but it's good. It's Yeah, they've had that on, on the east side of Canton for years. Yeah. And they never upgraded over here. And it's because this is mom and pop bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, this is not, you're not, I'm not going to pay 80 for this. No. Like, look at what you get for 80 in Farallon. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's going to be my side-by-side comparison with them and be like, look, you're hurting my property values. You're making me want to leave. Yeah. Or at least take my business elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm sure there's other just think about it. it speaks to the digital divide we literally live on like a border of a digital divide because west of us is really rural mm-hmm. a ton of farmland you know like there's not much through canal Fulton, right and they don't have high speed no they don't so it's like having over the air internet here would be good mm-hmm. but it's having anything yeah i also tweeted at google today i said please bring one of your internet blimps here if we could just have an internet blimp hang out over Jackson Township. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> Damn. Right? Yeah. That's the other solution. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to continue to rabble rouse for internet speeds in, in Jackson. Do it. It's going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. I found my cause. You have. This is why I came back to Northeast Ohio. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's my moment to shine. Yeah. I have to get faster internet here. It's a pr- it's the principle of the thing. But I may also get an office cuz I'm just sick of having no fucking internet. You going to get you just going to take Lola over there and yeah. like make camp all day? Oh yeah, she not all day. It's like whenever I have to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like all the time that I'm like, "Oh, my internet sucks." Right. It's just I can't stream. Yeah. It boils down to that. It's been 2 years since I've lived somewhere where I could stream. Yeah. And that's pissing me off. Yeah. Cuz Red Dead's out. Yeah. And I love Rockstar games and I love streaming Rockstar games late into the night. Yeah. There was even a show. It was called Late Night Army. I remember it. Yeah. There's a guy. Oh, yeah. You did that in California? I did that in California. I did that in Texas. I've done that everywhere. That's right. I remember that. I've done that. I remember ev- you playing uh, GTA 5. Oh, yeah. So the first times I saw you, I'm like, who is this man with the briefcase? Mm-hmm. Who is this character? And I tune in and you're playing GTA 5. I'm like, this guy's all right. Yeah. That's pretty great. Also, because my wife has made it her mission, she wants to troll you. She told me this. She's made no bones about it. She's like, I want Asif to get Dark Souls, and I'm going to invade him, and I'm going to troll him. Like, why would you do this? It's because, like, Amy is not a PvP player, so whenever she gets invaded, she gets really frustrated. She tries really hard, but, like, sometimes she and I can, like, gang up on Invader and kill him, but usually she dies. She's like, she's like I want to bully someone. I want to be the invader. I'm like, well, Asif's new. And she's like, that's right. I'll know everything and he'll know nothing. <laughs> the other thing that we can do uh, from a content creation perspective with our limited internet here in, in fucking Turd Town, yeah. USA. Right. Let's Plays. Yeah. 
That's we could true. just record ourselves playing and yeah. upload those because those would be funny. I'm telling you, man, I have an idea for a Dark Souls stream. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, would you really be like, oh, man, I can't make it up to Fairlawn this one night? No, no, I'd do it. Right? I'd do it. I'd make the long drive. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit longer than the drive you make to my house, but. I'd do it. I have audiobooks, man. I'll drive. Yeah, it's not that bad of a drive. No. That's what I've been thinking. Yeah. I'm like. And I also, like, when you think about my living situation, I went from renting in Southern California yeah. to living here for free. Yeah. Like, I own this house. So you could so, put some of that money into an office space. And, like, Northeast Ohio office space is so freaking cheap, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And the internet. That's all I, it's just, I just need a box with internet. Yeah. That's all I need. And a couch. Done. Boom. And then, yeah, Lola's great in cars. Oh. She's the best in car rides. She likes car rides? Yeah. Well, she's in her carrier, so she's pretty cozy and yeah, comfy. Yeah, she just likes she likes getting driven around. I know some dogs get car sick. She doesn't have that problem? No. Good girl. Yeah, she likes car rides. She just hates the plane. I don't blame oh, her. I can imagine. She had, were you able to keep her with you in the cabin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. I wouldn't have flown otherwise. No. No. Or I would have got a fucking private jet or something, or drove. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no fucking way would I ever let a, a baggage handler take care of my dog. Dude, when we were moving like, out to sorry, California. No offense to baggage handlers No, no, there. no. But like, that's that's not baggage. That's a living creature. Yeah, I, like, you know I'm, I mean? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So so when we moved out to San Francisco, huh. we cleared all this. We, we flew Frontier, and we figured, like, this has got to be an animal-friendly company. They got animals on the damn planes. Yeah. And we cleared, and they were like, sure, you have two guinea pigs, no problem. Just keep them in a cage on your lap in a carrier mm-hmm. we get to the airport they're like nope they got to go underneath so we did it because like we had planes to catch and i was starting at ign in like two days and when we got there where we i was like, braced myself to console a fiance who might be picking up two dead guinea pigs oh god but they were fine but they were also like kind of pissed and scared and just they'd been in a carrier next to each other like for six hours uh-huh so it's it was kind of it's funny in retrospect we get to my uncle's house because he lived in san jose like half an hour away we made camp there for the night and we put the carrier on the table and eventually the carrier starts jumping like hopping up on the table <laughs> yeah and uh wood chips just spraying out one of the guinea pigs aiden he was kind of the dominant one he'd had enough of yuki like curling up with him like protect me Aiden was like i need my space Get me out of this thing. So it was just kind of like a nightmare for them. And the best thing I could say about it is, well, at least they didn't die. Yeah. You know? Oh, no. I I brought Lola on the flight from L.A. to here when I moved back. Nice. And she barked all through the security line. Pretty much from when I got out of the car in her carrier. Really? She barked the entire time I carried her through security. She was barking... I had to take her out of her carrier, right? Poor Lola. And go through the metal detector with her. Yeah. She barked that whole time. I put her back in the carrier. She barked the entire way to the gate. She barked um, pretty much all of the boarding process. And I got a first class ticket. Oh, sure. So I'm sitting first class with Lola, right? And mm. everyone in first class hates me. Because <laughs> uh, it's a red eye flight. Oh no. Yeah. So I think the bad the bad advice was to not feed her 
before the flight. Yeah. And I think this little one, when she doesn't get food, she lets you know. Yeah. She's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And you fucked up. You see, you see, you see her? Tilt her head when I even said it? Yeah. She knows that word. Lola knows. She's a very smart foofer. She is. Uh, but yeah, I know this is the first and last time I ever flew with her. It was what awful. was it that like for you the whole time? It was very stressful. Like just you kind of want to like draw it on yourself and just, yeah. Oh yeah. You just want to die. Yeah. But also like what I figured out was that when I let her, like when I put my hand in her carrier, she would stop. We did that with the, the guinea pigs. Like they would get really nervous during car rides, but mm-hmm. especially flash. Like when I take flash to the vet, I'm going to take him next week to get his nails clipped. Mm-hmm. I put the carrier next to me. As soon as I get going, I open this little hatch on the top, and I just pet him, and he just settles down. Yeah. Because you know, they just want to know that you're there and to be comforted. Well, like, when I'm driving by myself with Lola, I usually keep her in a carrier. Mm-hmm. So she sh- she's kind of like shotgun. Yeah. But like, underneath. Mm-hmm. It's the safest place to put them. Yeah. Uh, so she's just, like, looking back at me. As long as I'm, like, talking to her, as long as she can see me, she's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And then if there's more than one person in the car, though, she loves just sitting on their lap and enjoying herself. Yeah. Because uh, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a very companionable pup. Aren't you, Lola? Yep. Yeah. She's had a limo driver pick her up before. Really? Yeah. Wow. She is so ridiculous. Yeah, I remember that. That was back in Orange County. <laughs> Why did a limo driver pick her up? I don't. I, I couldn't make it. Like someone else couldn't make it in time, so we just sent the driver to pick up Lola. Yeah, the driver showed up. Did you have puppy champagne and treats waiting for you in the back? She just kind of hung out in the back and like <laughs> chilling. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, she's so spoiled. Like Lola, your ride is here. That was probably the most spoiled moment for that dog. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about this as you're telling me. I'm like, no wonder you get away with Lola, uh, murder, Lola. You've had a limo pick you up. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's just that's how much I love this dog. Yeah, she's a good dog. <laughs> I wanted to bring her home. She was at the daycare. Yeah, I must have been. I think I was coming home from L.A. Like there was some sort of event there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So I couldn't make it in time, so so you got so that she could come home and first so race there. treatment. Yeah, seriously, but that's how ridiculous she is. But no, loves car rides, a terror on planes. Yeah, it sounds like I didn't even know that I'd want to try feeding you beforehand if you're just going to bark the whole time. Yeah, I think that was the that was the trick. I should have fed her. Also, I was told to give her Benadryl and it would make her sleepy. I was going to ask if, like, you could, like, if you were allowed to like, it, dope her or somehow. It had the reverse effect. She became more hyper. What? Benadryl. Lola more hyper. It I was can't like, believe it. It was like she was drunk and, like, fighting it. She was like, I'm not drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> 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 so that's that was also happening. So not only is she barking like crazy, she's also kind of like reacting to Benadryl for the oh, first time. Oh, well, she's fighting it with every fiber of her and little I read it, being. I went on online and read about it. I'm like, yep, some dogs don't react the same way to Benadryl. Oh, Lola. And also, I just think she had never felt what that was like. It was like fighting it. Yeah. It just is even funnier. All these new experiences. Like, she's fighting the Benadryl. Probably flying is, yeah. Out of plane. What the hell is this carrier? Leaving California. What? It was like a kid throwing a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A spoiled kid who got picked up by a limo. And now having, now has to go live in Ohio. Ugh. <sighs> You're a lucky dog. Literally. It's Look at your big yard. She's like, yep, I poop in it. 
That's a big I toilet do. you've got back That's there. That's what I do. I go back there and I poop in various corners, depending <laughs> on how I feel. <laughs> She's like, this is the one today. See, the back right corner, that's my, this day's all right corner. Yeah. But if I head to the back left. That's that's when she starts pissed. shit with someone. She's like, yeah, you think you can come on my property? <sighs> You're so big and tough, Lola. She really is. She does a great job of protecting the house. Yeah. Yep. So if you want to talk about more absurd and ridiculous things, yeah, sure. I can tell you about one of the most fun, absurd, ridiculous games of the past uh, six years, and that's Diablo 3. Oh, yeah? Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on Switch. What? What? Diablo on the go? This has been, seriously, though, since 1996, when I got into the, the friends and family alpha of the original Diablo, because mm-hmm. my uncle did some consulting for Blizzard North. That's how I, that's how I started to meet these people way back then. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted a Diablo I could play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now I have one. Yep. So the embargo is lifted. Uh, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection on Switch is the best version of... Diablo 3. I feel like Blizzard has been working toward this since 2012. Like, the game mm-hmm. came out, and it was all right, but they had a lot of wrinkles to iron out. And then, like, with each successive patch and expansion pack, it just kept getting better. The console version, probably going to upset our our diehard PC Master Race mm-hmm. members in the chatty, but, like, ever since playing the PS4 version of Diablo, I felt that version of the game was actually superior, which was a really hard thing for me to say because, like, you know, this series originated on PC. Yeah, sure. The The PlayStation 1 port of the first Diablo, like, it was okay, but it was it was a PlayStation 1 port of a PC game at the time, which those were hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is just the only difference I notice between Diablo 3 on Switch and Diablo 3 on PS4, and I have, I have, I have it for PC, PS4, and Switch now, is the graphics are – the graphical de- – fidelity is slightly less but it's not a big drop at all it's barely noticeable the game runs at i guess it's a steady 60 frames per second mm-hmm. uh same load times as ps4 uh same controls which are which are excellent uh drop in drop out play local multiplayer online multiplayer like it's it's a damn good version of that game and it yeah. has everything it has the necromancer expansion pack it has uh, the first expansion pack that added the the Crusader and the Fifth Act. Did you try the Amiibo support? I haven't tried the Amiibo support. Do you yet. have any Amiibo? I have two. I have the Wolf Link and Midna that came with Twilight Princess for mm-hmm. Wii U, and I have my niece uh, got me Mario for my birthday like two. I years guess ago. either of them will trigger the same thing. Really? What? It, I don't know. What it's it like a, an enemy appears, and it has like a rare drop. I guess. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if it's one of the treasure goblins. I know you have. Yeah. Have you played Diablo three at all? Not really. So no. this, like, I know you have it for Switch as well. You haven't had time to yeah. crack into it, but there are these enemies that appear called treasure goblins, and they don't fight back, but mm-hmm. they have a ton of life, and they run away when they see you. And the thing is, they're usually running through like hordes of enemies. And you have to kind of divide your time between killing the enemies and killing the treasure goblin, who, once he's far enough away, will start to open a portal to get away. And you want to kill these guys because they drop rare items and a lot of gold. And um, yeah, man, it's just. I think that might be what happens or something similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's just, man, this game is a lot of fun. I had a great time playing it at PAX. Like, like I said, I played a little bit of it there, and I never. 
I just didn't really get into it when it. I remember it had a bad launch on PC, and I <laughs> didn't really. I don't even know if I had a gaming PC then. I just had a laptop. The the so. launch Diablo 3's launch on PC was really weird, and it's kind. Of, it's one of the many times I've been kind of annoyed with games journalism because that like then it was the kind of the epitome of enthusiast press where. The game got like nines and tens across the board, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that was is for, was due for for several reasons. Uh, first of all, Blizzard kind of created an uproar because the PC version of that game is still internet only play, mm-hmm. and that meant that servers didn't go online until launch day. So all the websites were tripping over each other to be the first one with a review. Yep, <coughs> I wonder that, if I know, heard that before. It, oh yeah, that still happens, and it that was like the first Diablo game in almost twelve years. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a lot of hype, like yeah, Diablo three, and it wasn't a bad game, but it had a lot of problems too. <clears throat> and so it was like about I don't know a month or two after launch, when the hype started to die down, people said, eh, "There's a lot that needs to be fixed with this." But Blizzard has fixed it. If you buy it on Switch, if this is the first time you've played it, you're getting like the very best version. Don't you think it was also Diablo is a game that you really should play for like 40, 50, 100 hours yeah. before you judge it? And a lot of reviewers probably only played it for maybe five to 10 hours. Like, that's the thing. I felt like it was one of those deals where, and I've been in this situation where you're really pressed to get a review out. Mm-hmm. with everyone else because you're competing for page views and clicks and so you just charge through it yeah to me diablo diablo is not the last of us like the, you're not there to experience the story which no. is atrocious in diablo 3 by the way <laughs> <clears throat> always has been still is but it, one of the benefits of the switch version this is new you can go into what's called adventure mode right from yeah, the start you don't have right. to beat the campaign to unlock it so adventure mode is just like Hey, here's random maps, random enemies, random bounties, stuff to do. Just play. That's right. That is fun. Adventure mode is great. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like how the Switch version of Doom just gives you arcade mode. Exactly. Like, let's just like jump right <laughs> let's to the get chase to here. the fun part, kids. Uh, oh, there goes Lola. <laughs> yep, she's done. She is off of the couch. Until she, like, right now, she's like, wait. What have oh, you wait. done? Oh, there's your Bobo. She stopped in mid-step. She had one paw. Like, wait, oh, there she goes. And then she runs after it. Um, so, like, that, that's what I mean by this being the ultimate version of of Diablo three, which is a great game. Now it was good before, it, and, and and it's been great for a few years. And now we have now you can play this anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been kind of dividing my time between playing in docked, which is how I usually play Switch. I'm mostly on the TV. Yeah, but I you know for review purposes, I've taken it and just played it portable. Uh huh. It loses nothing in translation. Same solid frame rate. Same great loading time. Uh, looks great. I would say like my only and this is a nitpick is like some of the text can be hard to read. Oh sure, but that's not really exclusive to that game. That happens that's, every now and then with Switch games. That's an issue with Switch ports. And it's like I don't know what they want to do there. Like I think <clears throat> I think the screen is just wide enough that any wider and it might be a little uncomfortable to hold. Mm-hmm the tablet so like i'm fine with the switch screen size always have been i think it's just honestly a font size thing i think it is if you make larger font size you dedicate a little bit more of the screen to the text you make it more readable but from a porting standpoint that's probably a giant pain in the ass well yeah because like one of the virtues of a port it's like oh this game's already done so we just like move some pixels over and we make money like Mm -hmm. you don't want to get in there and change a lot of stuff exactly uh so and there there are a few like new features like again being able to go right into adventure mode out of the gate is a new thing 
there are some Blizzard exclusive pets. Like I have a little uh, Terran battle cruiser flying around next to me. Oh, really? It doesn't fight or anything, but it's just there, and I love it. <laughs> uh, you start out, at least my character did. I played the Necromancer, um, and I started out with like um, a rare ring, Signet of the Blizzard or something, mm-hmm. uh, to give you like some nice value, some nice stat boosts at the at the beginning. Uh, nothing that makes it unfair. Just like, yeah. hey, here's a little boost to get you going. But like, I honestly like between this and I've also been playing my wife, and I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls. Dark Souls, Diablo 3, there she goes, uh, on Switch, <laughs> having both of these, that poor bed. <laughs> Lola, the Me Too movement includes beds, okay? Like, I don't know. The bed says good dog on it. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't know, man. Maybe this is like a mutual agreement <laughs> the they The bed have. literally has good dog written on it, yeah. so I don't. That dog's exploding with that bed. It's like, good dog, good dog. Best friend. Love. So Lola and her bed (laughs) are friends with benefits. Clearly she can read because this bed is like a love letter to her. Jeez. What's she doing now? I don't know. She's in the other room. Yeah. I like how we spend almost half of this podcast like, Lola, what the hell are you doing? I don't know, but it's more interesting than most things that have happened this week. Yeah. But um, I have to say, like Diablo three. Here's the thing: <laughs> this this also addresses which we we raised a couple episodes ago that I was that Amy and I were both kind of bummed that there were no Switch games that you were really meant to play for like forty fifty hours together. Yep, it's all quick party stuff, which is fine. But there's just this the ratio in favor of it was just overwhelming. Did you ever end up getting Splatoon? I haven't gotten it yet. No, because that that's still one of my the if I had to pick an early game that fits that it yeah. was that game yeah i remember we talked about that but yeah you, you no, you're right and it's cool to see that and it's also cool to see that from nintendo switch online yes yeah because uh, i'm playing a lot of things on there i won the tecmo bowl with the browns right i am playing the legend of zelda mm-hmm. it's great yes it's just flat out great uh <laughs> it's breath of the wild in 2d it's it really is might be better. I think Zelda One still holds up really well. It it is. It's like it, still a great game. The funny thing is, I showed some people that game before Breath of the Wild came out, and they bounced off of it because like it's it's really hard. They don't know where to go. But those same people, since Breath of the Wild came out and they played it, they gone back to Zelda One and just kind of clicked. It's mm-hmm. like okay, now that we've spent some time playing games that ironically had an old school appeal, these new school gamers went to the old school games. And kind of jumped right in. Yeah. You know? No, it's... That game's still excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep playing that. But then, like, hockey. Being able to play that online. Yeah. It's just... They're doing more uh, with online play and co-op play, so it's good. Uh, Dark Souls is huge. Diablo's going to be really big for that. Yeah, it and is. And before that, Rocket League was there. Like, they mm-hmm. had made some efforts there. Yeah. Uh, they just... Yeah. They're still missing on the sports front they don't have a madden yeah. they don't have i don't know how ww 2k 9 2k is this year I it's think... not on switch oh it's not at all yeah it ran so poorly last year that they didn't even port it this year oh that's good you that's know, a good thing don't shovel games on there if they no. don't if they don't click There's plenty of poop on the shop uh i guess i could talk a little bit about dark souls remastered yeah sure also um my my only caveat is is that um Anyone who thinks this is this has parity with the PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions of Dark Souls Remastered, it's not. 
Uh, it doesn't have a lot of the new graphical effects. It doesn't run at 60 frames per second. Docked, mm-hmm. it holds steady at 30. Uh, portable mode, it, it can occasionally dip down to like the low 20s, but that's about as low as it goes. Digital Foundry did a really good side-by-side analysis, but it's still great. It's really just like the 2011 version of Dark Souls, the original, with a lot of the quality of life improvements uh, and online multiplayer for Switch. I think it controls great in handheld mode. It's maybe not as comfortable as Diablo since it's a little bit more reliant on the analog sticks. Mm-hmm. But uh, if that's like, if you're like me, it's out of control. Lola has a lot of stuff to work out of her system tonight. She is being a bad girl. She she is, but she got picked up by a limo. So what can she's bulletproof? She's just kind of I've I've spoiled her rotten. Yeah, and now I'm gonna be like that that dad has the, the the teenager that's out of control. Yeah, I'm gonna end up on Maury Povich or something. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, I'll I'll watch that episode though. Lola and me on Maury Povich. <laughs> yeah, and the bed the bed's gonna be there. This the point. bed will be there. <laughs> Uh, it is just that bed. It, it, it did she just hump that? Yeah, that's it. Nothing, no chair legs or table legs or anything. No, just not that people. Bed. Not people. That bed. I guess I could see like, like the curvature <laughs> of it. I, I was. I, that it's pause, her waifu. That, that pause was it's like I'm about to talk waifu. about it. It is her waifu for waifu. Oh my god. Oh dude. Oh goodness. Now I understand. I guess Lola's part of the waifu for waifu clan. <laughs> she is. She's I gonna no sit idea. at their at their station next year at QuakeCon. If I ever bring her down to QuakeCon, but like I said, I ended up having to drive with her and my PC. I don't yeah. want to fly with my tower. No, I wouldn't want to either. I'd I'd drive. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think Dark Souls on Switch is is really solid. This is the first time it's been on a Nintendo console, which actually raises like one universal complaint. It's not a big deal, but one universal complaint everyone has is that you know how a Nintendo, a Nintendo system's A is confirm, B is cancel. Yes. In Dark Souls, in any in-game menu, B is confirm. A is cancel because that's how it's worked since Demon Souls. Because this remember this is originated on PlayStation where uh-huh. X is confirmed, Circle is cancel in the in the West anyway. And so it's really weird. Like when you're creating your character, you will go to hi- you'll highlight name and hit B, but then it will open up a switch menu, which means A is confirm. And then you go back into the game and you're back to B to confirm for all the in-game menus. So it's really funny. Amy's gotten so frustrated, it's hilarious to me <laughs> when <clears throat> she'll go up to like she'll stand next to an item on a cliff with her back to a cliff mm-hmm. and she'll press <laughs> she'll press uh a to pick it up thinking of nintendo controls and she'll back step like right off the cliff yep like nope you got to use b the thing i do and people have talked about this is like when you play for dark souls veterans just imagine you're holding a playstation or xbox control that's what i do like i don't have a problem with it but man when we play the network test in september like my brain hurt. I was like, so B is confirmed. Like it, it was weird. It, it, the funny thing is, Amy's like, man, Nintendo's backwards. And I was like, no, actually, yep, Sony and Microsoft are backwards because yep. Nintendo got there first. Yeah, and Nintendo invented A and B. So I hate when people are like, oh, they're backwards. Ba- like, like, nope. If you want to say like Nintendo's the odd man out now, like I can okay, like everyone else is because they couldn't do what Nintendo did, which that's was right, right yeah. which is the right way. Exactly. And the so, funny thing is, in Japan, on PlayStation, Circles confirm and X is cancel. Mm-hmm. They just they switched it here. 
I don't really know why. To be different. They're probably to be different than Nintendo. Yeah. Even though they already had the shapes instead of letters on their buttons. Which but. is also awful. I've been playing with that Hori controller, though. It makes PlayStation very tolerable. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You're going to be using that a lot for Red Dead, too. Oh, yeah. I got I got Red Dead for PS4. I might get it for Xbox One X. Why get it for both? Pl- oh, well, oh, for, for Xbox One X. Play. Yeah, okay. And also, yeah, because Xbox One X will look better. But from what I... From just what I gather from the staff, most people are going to have it on PS4. Yeah, that's so what for I'm online doing. purposes, I'm going to play it on that first, and then. Oh my goodness! Do you realize if we would create a a drinking game where we do a shot every time Lola humps that bed, we would die. We would. I think have had seven shots by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Lola. Are you good, Lola? What's up? Are you good, Lola? She's like the bed thinks so. Are you good? <laughs> Are you good, Lola? Is that the name of this episode? Are what you is good? Up with you! It's Halloween time. Frustrated? Yeah, she's. Right, did Howl at the moon. So, in conclusion, Diablo Three Eternal Collection and Dark Souls mm-hmm. Remastered on Switch, both fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Both That's fantastic. awesome to hear. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna be playing both of those, so I need to download them. Yes. After I beat Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Because that's gonna be the next month or so of my life. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> if not longer, if their online play is worth a damn, which we don't know, ten out of ten. So, it, um, so here's the thing: like, is it supposed to be? Is it like GTA Online, where it's like this whole separate universe? Going I don't know. On, or nobody knows. No one knows. That's Rockstar, though. Like, fuck you. We'll tell you when we want to because you're going to give us your money anyway. Give us a 10 out of 10. Then we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Put the money in the bag. Play the game. <laughs> play the game for 100 hours a week Rockstar, like our devs work Rockstar for 100 hours a week. Busts in your house. is like, give us all your money. Put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. And, and they, like, take like, something okay. out of your fridge, eat it, throw it on the ground. Yeah. Like, we'll be back in two months for online. <laughs> Be like, You're yes, gonna give sir. us more money then. Okay, I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. That's Red Dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's Rockstar Games. Rockstar Games like kicks down your door, like give me all your money. I'll tell you about online later. Awesome. <laughs> have I ever told you what is my favorite Rockstar game? Is it Bully? No. Uh, it's Manhunt. Manhunt. Okay. That was like. It got kind of the same reputation as Saw, where there's like a certain demographic that just writes it off as like a torture porn type game. Mm-hmm. It was a really good stealth game. Yeah. And the shooting system, which eh, had some kinks, but then again, it was like, what, 2003? Yeah. They carried that over into San Andreas. So the shooting in San Andreas was much better than in Vice City or GTA 3, if you remember. That's true. Um, I love Manhunt. I love the atmosphere. I love the stealth systems. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite Rockstar game. I didn't like Manhunt 2, so it's kind of no wonder that my franchise died. My favorite Rockstar game. Damn, that's tough. They made a lot of great games. Um, Red Dead Redemption. With like GTA Vice City right behind it. Yeah. I like Vice City is a lot of people's favorite. I like Vice City a lot. But I think Red Dead's better. Fair. Fair. Red Dead's like, it's really, and it's not much of a spoiler, but if it wasn't for the ending, it'd be like one of my favorite of all time. I remember a lot of people saying that around the time it came out. So it's like, 
Yeah, but no, I, I don't know. That's that's tough because I also think GTA Five might be their best work. Uh, GTA Online, with all of the problems it has with microtransactions, mm-hmm. the actual world they created is amazing. Right. The thing, the amount of things you can do in there is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a lot. You know, I just played the. Oh, you know, we could actually pivot to this conversation. I actually just played the Fallout seventy six beta. Oh. Yeah, uh, I streamed it with Greg, who was a cat. You know, they do that face rig thing. Sure, sure. Uh, so Chris is a wolf. Oh, yeah, of now, course. Uh, Greg of course. is a cat. Uh, so I played with Greg. It's, the you know, the problem with a lot of these online open world kind of multiplayer games, mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves, uh, Fallout, you need stuff to do. Yeah. You know? And I feel like GTA Online always had something to do Mm -hmm. and they kept supporting it for years Mm -hmm. so it was something that i was able to buy on 360 and travel my character across all these different platforms on in an online form Mm -hmm. you know and that's cool yeah uh because you have a rockstar account you know um being able to see what the game became and the different events they've done, I just think it's better than a lot of other multiplayer games. Fallout 76 was cool. Like, I've been actually thinking about it a lot. This is a Fallout game, right? Yeah. Which is not, like, super action-packed to begin with. No. It's kind of what you make of it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're just kind of walking around. You had to level up to level 5 to be able to, com- like, fight people in PvP. You can't do... You can join teams with each other. And then you can't team kill. And they, but you can break a team bond whenever you want to. Uh, so the PvP was not that impressive. I was kind of like, this is kind of lame. Uh, and it reminded me a little of Sea of Thieves, where it's like, here's this cool framework. Like, they built West Virginia, right? Mm-hmm. Now there just needs to be a lot of stuff to do there. And it seems like there was a decent amount of things to do. But a lot of the time it was like fetch quests... Go play this tape at this place. Go to this terminal and do this thing. Yeah. And it just, I, I want it to be more than that. And I hope it is, but it, I, I don't know. You know what? So I think it was either this week or last week. I think we reported on it. Tat, Todd Howard was coming out and, quote, tempering expectations. Mm-hmm. Fallout 76. I just remember thinking, that's not the sort of thing you say before the release of, like, a tentpole title. Like, hey, dial back your expectations. And I remember reading a lot of impressions of that beta and people saying, like, okay, I know they said there's no NPCs because they want it to be all about players, but, man, this world feels empty, like, in a bad way, in a way a Fallout game should not feel. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like it should kind of feel like a wasteland. Especially because of the year that it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like, 2076. Mm -hmm. Um, It's It's... It's interesting. No, like I, I think that because like I, I like Sea of Thieves, mm-hmm. and I think at launch Sea of Thieves w- had similar criticism that there just wasn't enough stuff to do. Yeah, but over time they're able to add it. The thing that Sea of Thieves does, they create a great canvas. Yeah, and I don't know if the canvas that Fallout seventy six has created is as versatile. So that's the thing. Like Sea of Thieves, and I haven't played it, but I I trust your opinion on these things. And we have similar tastes. Like, one of the reasons we both love Breath of the Wild is because of its potential for emergent gameplay. Oh, yeah. That game is still one of the most 
social media shareable games ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, to this day, over a year and a half, we see crazy gifts of of people doing things with Link on Twitter. See if Thieves had that potential. My favorite thing about Zelda, because we're talking about Breath of the Wild, Bad Kitty, uh, (laughs) you see these speedrunners figuring out crazier and crazier things to do within the system. Just glitches that exist that you can do. Right. Putting the uh, amiibo on at the certain time that recharges your ability to freeze again. Yeah, yeah, Like these yeah. little weird things that they figure out. And it's just amazing to watch because uh, you can do just amazing things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, you're right. It's super shareable. Uh, sea of Thieves has that potential still. But it's just, it's. It, it, I think it's more... The things that I saw on sea of thieves were i think there's a a clan called the thirsty thieves Mm -hmm. they would get a bunch of treasure they would just hoard treasure for days and just keep rotating who was on the boat Mm -hmm. and then they would go to a beach and like spell out things and treasure and you know like just do crazy stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then take pictures of it so there was there was emergent gameplay that occurred because it's like the idea of not cashing in your treasure mm-hmm. and just keeping it all on the boat with you. Yeah. That became like part of the meta mm-hmm. in that game. And then if you found one of those boats, you're like, oh my God, they're going to come back for this. You know, because yeah. if you don't sink the ship, they right. spawn back on their boat. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you happen to kill everyone on their boat, right? And then you find out that they've been hoarding like hundreds of thousands of gold yeah. and treasure, it just becomes a mini game, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I feel like that that griefing aspect in it really did make that game different. Mm-hmm. And there is a kind of griefing mechanic in uh, in, in uh, she's Fallout. Out. She's out cold. She's sleeping. Yeah. Her little eyes are, yeah, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a griefing mechanic like that? Not nearly as, debil- it, it's it's kind of like gold, I guess. It's trash, like the junk that you collect. Mm. If you die before putting it in your either trash, you, you can uh, basically reper- recycle it or whatever, uh, scrap it. Mm-hmm. Scrap it and then you get to craft it with it. Yeah. You can either do that or you can dump all your materials in a box at your camp. Mm-hmm. You can just drop camp wherever you want to drop. Oh, okay. But it's, uh, I think people are going to have to be strategic with where they place their camps. Because camps are going to kind of be hot zones. Yeah. In the PvP meta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if people work together, which I doubt people on the internet will do, but... It could be a better game. I mean, I think we will see some of that kind of in the similar vein to the Sea of Thieves uh-huh. story you shared. Yeah. Like, I I, I have no doubt we're going to see, like, oh, take a look at what these crazy Fallout 76 players did. Yeah. I just wonder if it will be as interesting a setting and one as, as ripe for that emergent potential. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, mm-hmm. but uh, and also from a HUD standpoint, this looks like World of Warcraft. It's like a list of things to do. Ooh. Let's do this thing, then do this thing, I then do this thing. It's like a series of things to do. And coming off of some, you know, someone who likes Breath of the Wild or even Red Dead, yeah, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I want to just do whatever I want to do. Yeah, 
and that, uh, that was a push and pull that I felt because I was getting frustrated because I was just kind of doing, I was just messing around. Right. And I was like, oh, I have to actually do these things so I can level up. Yeah. And then I can kill people. That was the only reason I did any of the missions was I wanted to get to level five so I could kill people before the end of the beta. Yeah. Which is, they gave us basically enough time. Yeah. So that we had 30 minutes to kill each other. Wow. The other thing is you can't kill someone who isn't level five. Oh, so you're not going to be able to, like... You can't grief noobs. Yeah. Which I like. Right. Stupid thing, the crafting table at your at your camp, only one person can use it at a time. Yeah. Huh. How long <laughs> does it take to craft most items? Well, you could grief. You could just sit there forever. Yeah, that's true. They didn't put, like, a time limit on it or something. Hot damn. Yeah. That's, like, it reminds me of uh, The Division. When that launched, oh, they had yeah. this thing where you could stand in the doorway of the store yeah. and no one could go in or out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, sometimes like I saw that and I was like, this seems like a bad idea. Yeah, that is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to end poorly. Yeah. Uh, Greg and I both commented on that. We're like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, and uh, Greg's a Fallout fan and he seemed to enjoy himself, but he was, he was talking more shit about the performance of the game mm-hmm. graphically and frame drops and the gameplay when you're shooting especially against it the pvp gunplay and that was not good hmm. and that was kind of, that's disappointing um maybe you know there's still time to fix a lot of this i don't like i would argue and i haven't played a lot of like fallout 3 and on but my understanding is the gunplay was never necessarily that good. No, it was it, it was kind of dependent on Vats anyway. Like you could play it like an FPS, but really the point was like get in there with Vats. And, oh yeah, you know, set up your shot, get a good accuracy, and pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I hate that aspect of it. Yeah, like I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I'm in favor of that, but like my yeah. point is it never sounded like it was like the best shooter anyway. No. I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, for a game to be PvP... Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's troubling. It's, that's it's gonna troubling. be... I just found it really odd that Todd, How- Todd Howard was like, eh, maybe, maybe, you know, dial your enthusiasm back a bit. Like, who well, says that? I remember I interviewed uh, Pete Hines at E3 about the game, and I was like, is this Fallout 5? He said, no. Mm-hmm. This is not Fallout 5. Right. I'm like, okay. It's good to know. So there's like, you know, like it's, they don't view it, you know, there's a reason it's called 76. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an experiment for them with their franchise. This mm-hmm. is an online game for the Fallout series. Right. It's what everyone had been asking for. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're getting it, but they're getting it without the single player. Right. It's different. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if it'll work. I, I liked it. I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how much I liked it. Because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't like super into 4. Uh, I thought New Vegas was really good. Mm-hmm. That's probably the last one that I actually liked. And I, didn't even, I don't even think I beat it. But from what I played, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was okay. You know, and I just, I think they're going to have a really rough time because of the time that they're coming out. Yeah. People are gonna be they're gonna be playing Red Dead. Are we playing Red Dead? I don't know. I would almost say like this appeals to like a different 
crowd. Like it has a Fallout fan base. It's a Fallout fan base. Maybe if Red Dead Online was out day and date with Fallout seventy six, yeah. then it'd be a problem. But like, yeah, I don't it's know. not. It, there'll there'll be room for it. I think that's what's like. I I definitely agree with you. Like in general, that this is the time of year when like traditionally a lot of the biggest games of the year come out, but also some. Some great games stomp other great games flat because everything comes down to bottom lines for publishers. Mm-hmm. You get you, there are a lot of great games that just don't sell well, and then the companies go under, and it, it's a shame. But it also like I feel like we're in this weird place where the industry is big enough that like you have fans who are just like me. I don't. I'm not that excited for Red Dead. I'm going to be playing Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you gonna beat Celeste before the end of the year? I am gonna beat Celeste before the end of the year. You should do that because I want to talk to you about the ending of Celeste. Yeah, yeah. It's a great game. I still want to do like a spoiler cast about. Yeah. Oh, a, no, a we lot need of games to talk about. Year. We need. You, you're never gonna beat Zelda, but you should beat Celeste. I'm gonna beat. Oh, you know what? I will beat Zelda and Celeste by the end of the year. I doubt it. But you know what? If the Browns don't win any more games, you will hit your guess Dude. for wins in a season. What can I say? I had just enough belief in the Browns. Me too. Not too much, not too little. Yeah, that was a solid prediction. Yeah. My my six wins is looking way too optimistic now. Another solid prediction. Who said like two years ago that Microsoft was transitioning Xbox from a box to a brand? They, they, they did as a service. Yes, yeah, Microsoft, man. Holy crap. They're firing uh, on all cylinders. Yeah. They're like, we're coming at you, Sony. Watch. We're going to buy all these studios, and we're going to be platform agnostic. Watch this. <laughs> so so they announced, Microsoft announced Game Pass for PC, yeah. for Windows 10 OS, as I'm assuming. So not just games that are releasing simultaneously on both. Mm-hmm. So they're, you're going to get access to other stuff that yeah. was Xbox exclusive now. So that's yeah. just a, a more of a value proposition for PC gamers. It is. It supports why I think they should just buy Steam. Oh, yeah. This is your big theory. They should buy Steam. They should. That would be game over. That would. That would literally be game over for PC gaming. You know what? Like, uh, in that vein, I'm glad that Microsoft has finally realized, like, hey, PC gaming, we should focus on that more. Hey, we we dominate PCs. What if we tried to dominate PC gaming? Adur, hey, we should have done this 15 years ago. And like right now, we're singing their praises, but watch in a month, they're gonna be it'll be the headline like Microsoft announces the return of games for Windows Live, and I'll just be like, well, you fucked it up. <laughs> you had it, and then you fucked it up again. <laughs> no, it's the Windows Store now. Yeah, I know. Games the for Windows, Windows Live though was terrible. The, the, all of it's been terrible. The Windows Store is pretty awful. <clears throat> I just yeah. I, I I like the Steam storefront actually. I don't. I mean it's not it's not terrible, but man, the thing looks the same way it looked in two thousand five. I like that about it. It's just it's really hard to find like I guess I feel this way about every digital shop now, but unless I know the name of what I'm looking for, I can't sort through any of it. Yeah. It's just a mess. Eshop, App Store. Steam. No, I don't actually mean searching for games on Steam, but I just, you know, I'm used to it. Like the, the UI, the, I, the user experience. Yeah, of it. I know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I can get behind that. Like, I know how to use it. I know how, it's a tool that I know how to use, and it works. I can get behind that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. nothing, nothing fancy about it. You know what? 
I'm changing sides. I'm with you. Because you know what I hated as an Xbox 360 owner every year when the new update, like the fall oh, through roll, and they the completely with the Xbox One. upend. And like, how do I use my Xbox, Xbox this one month? is the same way. Uh, oh, God. It's changed so many times. I've lost count of how many UIs I've had to learn for just one console. Meanwhile, Nintendo hits it out of the park first try yeah. with Switch. I, I, I want folders. I just... Yeah, and, and I want the like grid all the way to the right all the time. I know, but I don't want to keep switching back and forth between that. It's 2018, awesome. My time is very valuable. I have social media feeds to read. I have YouTube videos to watch. I'm a very busy Look man. At Look at you becoming more active on Twitter, dude. I called that. You called that. Like I was like, you should sell your Facebook, get long Twitter. Yeah, and guess what? Sell Facebook short, get long Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's actually the trade I'm in right now. Feels good, man. I'm not shorted. I just have I have puts on Facebook, so I'm betting on it going down. Mm-hmm. Also, panel. after hours today, Snapchat all time low, six dollars thirty cents. Wow, hit an all time high the day of the IPO of thirty dollars. It's basically been down ever since. They're boned. Yeah, they're losing money, and their users are not growing. Instagram basically stole the whole story idea, mm-hmm. and they're killing it over there. Yeah, I like Instagram. Instagram has a billion users a month. Uh, yeah, Snap's going to die. I just wonder if some stupid company will buy Snap. Like Facebook? No. Well, they already own Instagram, right? Yeah, so. I don't think they will anymore. Snap yeah. Snap said no to private when they were private. Mm-hmm. They got acquisition offers from Google and Facebook that they said no to. That's what I've heard. Wow, damn. And around eight billion valuation. And now it's below eight billion. So I wonder if someone will sniff around and buy it just for the intellectual property and the cool factor. What is the what is Snapchat? Is that the one where like you take a picture and then it and then it like deletes after so long? There's no like feed. You just follow individual people and they send you stuff throughout the day. It's like updates. Once you view their update, it's gone. So it's like the the missing impossible. This message will self destruct and yeah. But now they've created ways for you to post stuff that doesn't go away. Why would you want to? Well, I guess like okay, like if you're gonna send a dick pic or something. That's why. That's why. It's really for sending dick pics. <laughs> I like how I've gotten. I learn about Snapchat and get to the bottom of you it. You learned like that's five the minutes. essence of it is nudes. I wouldn't just say dick pics, the other way around. Yeah, just, yeah. Because there's like a ton of girls on Instagram that are like, check out my premium Snapchat where I'll get naked. That's a thing. Don't let your daughters on Snapchat, anyone out there. No. Or on Instagram. Those dirty places. Instagram Uh, can be okay. It's like Twitter when you have so many users. But yeah, premium Snapchat, that's a thing. But yeah, it's 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 funny because the people making money off of Snapchat are the users, not the platform. Oh man, it's gonna end poorly. Yeah, that's a recipe for it. Reminds me of MySpace. That's a that's gonna. And then their big idea was to have those glasses for point of view capture. It's a Snapchat. Yeah, do you remember those? No, they're hideous. I actually have a pair. Wait, is Snapchat the one where you can like do all sorts of like facial distortions, put on cat there ears you go. and stuff? You know what? There's that's value, Dave. You got to the you got to the core. Their IP. I'm so good at this game. Their IP is literally face recognition stuff that puts cat ears and and uh, snoot. 
and and nudes and nudes okay i remember like a couple years ago now my sister being like look at this app i can put cat ears on and i'm like uh you're talking to the wrong guy but she was <laughs> she was pretty into it at first yeah like no that's what i mean like a lot of girls and, and ladies will use snapchat to create an image right of cat ears save that image and then post it to instagram <gasps> oh the loophole that's what i mean so it's like they use the they use snapchat for the filter and then they post to instagram damn yeah millennials are tech savvy as hell when it comes to picture posting oh well, yeah yes they're very focused on posting pictures and videos of themselves like cats and, yeah and whatever filter of the week. Mm, like whiskers but that's and... literally what snapchat is is a it's it's a platform for sharing ephemeral nudes with cat filters damn yeah and they're they're not gonna make it <laughs> no no that doesn't sound like i don't think they're gonna make it i don't i don't want to keep interrupting the show this lola is out hard she is asleep. She's slumped over. She's got one arm draped over the front yeah, that's, of her bed there. You never seen that? No. Oh, that's common. She's like, because whenever she's up here on the couch, like I wrestle with the whole time. You and I are talking, yeah. and I'm just like body slamming this dog. Like, boom, 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 boom. And that's why she's just like, okay, I'm done. I need to sleep. And now she's just out. Yeah, usually like if I'm petting her on the couch, she'll fall asleep like where you're sitting or whatever. Yeah. But if she's really tired, she'll just jump off the couch and go to her bed. That's her favorite spot. In the in like in the world, yeah, the Mickey Mouse bed in the corner, yeah. I could if I were if I were Lola, I would be in there all the time too. I can see that. <laughs> like it's kind of it's nice and dark and mm-hmm. cozy. It's dark and covered. It's just a little like her head. Like she looks like she's passed out, drunk. Like she's she usually does look like that. It's that's hilarious. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's our Lola check in. Yep. Yeah, no, this has been Lola. Are you okay? <laughs> I think that's going to be the name of this. Lola, are you good? Are you good, Lola? Are you okay? Maybe I'll play Smooth Criminal at the end of this. <laughs> I want to do I that. I actually sang that to her. I, You know, this <laughs> is what I do. Like, I, I sing to Lola throughout the day. Sure. But I take hits from the 80s, 90s, and today, and I repurpose them with Lola instead mm, of the yeah. lyrics. Yeah, okay. It's like, Lola, are you okay? <laughs> Lola, are you okay? Are you okay? You okay? She's speaking out of she hears it. She's blinking. She's like, "What you? What you say? What you say? It me." You saw. She she responds by singing. Yeah, but yeah, sing to your pets. Oh, I sing to Flash constantly. Right? That's a good thing. I talk to him. He gets all excited. But yeah, maybe I'll put Smooth Criminal at the end of this episode. You should. I also uh, want to do that Lola meme I told you about the uh, that Liam Neeson movie. Oh yeah, Taken. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that's social media gold right there yeah i just need to get a picture of her with a phone up next yeah. to her head yeah this is gonna be we a big thing this. this is gonna be we the can next get chris thing. gerard on it yeah he could probably do some shooping i'm sure he can he's gotten really good at that i don't know if you've noticed his all oh, his pictures are hilarious his thumbnails that he's been doing for the uh the nightly the shack, stream yeah the shack stream yeah, good stuff doing some amazing work there uh yeah we have an extra live stream coming up next week I can't believe it's almost extra life. I know. I just this month went by rapidly. Twenty eighteen, dude. Twenty eighteen. Every year feels faster than the previous year. That's a real thing. Because it's a smaller fraction of your life than the previous year was. Yep. 
for eternity, and then you die. Yeah. That's just what happens. That's the way it goes. I played some games. What'd you play? I beat a game on Switch called Caroblaster. Okay. It's about a company named Cat and Frog Mm -hmm. that apparently is infested with some sort of thing. And the frog is the janitor at Cat and Frog. Mm. And the president has this pet that's now infested with this. It's like a giant black thing that's infested. And Mm -hmm. it's like. So Caro Blaster, you you basically are given one of these guns, and you the you are the janitor. You have to go down and clean every floor of this building that you're on. So you clean every floor, and each level you get like weapons. There's four different weapons. There's a flamethrower. This is like eight bit pixel art, side scrolling kind of Metroid. I would say more of a Mega Man like than a Metroidvania. Why didn't you say that in the first place? Yeah. So oh, I'm into this now. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Uh, it, but at the same time, it got annoying. It got, it, you know, how, you know how Mega Man can piss I mean, you there off? were like 40 of those. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know how they, they yeah. could just be. You know, like Yellow like, Devil. Just like you get yeah. you know, very similar where, okay, you have a certain amount of lives. There are checkpoints when you have a life. Once you're out of lives, you all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. You know? So it's brutal. Yeah. And it's a lot of pattern recognition. So I had to play it more than I wanted to. And it was just funny because at first I was like, this is dumb. And then I'm like, I hate this. And then like the third day I'm like, I must beat this game. <laughs> and like I went to TGS and like forgot about it. Came back. Oh, you've been playing this for a while then. Yeah. like I, I played it for a little bit. And then I went to TGS and I was like playing games on the show floor or I played breath of the wild on the flight over there yeah and i was like i came back and i was like i don't want to play the messenger yet so i, I was like oh shit carol blaster i haven't beaten this mm-hmm. pull it up and i'm like oh i was at this place that i was stuck at right mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i'm gonna beat this and i was like screw it and it just kept getting better uh it's a game where you can upgrade your weapons mm-hmm. so it's like you you get uh i can't remember what the currency is just like these things these drops or whatever you you pile up your currency and you can upgrade your gun and you have four different guns so you have like a flamethrower you have this thing that shoots out in like a spread kind of like contra and then you have like a laser and then you have a bubble gun and you can upgrade all of them like three times or two i think it's two times you can also buy more hearts so it's kind of like zelda where you get more hearts you can also buy more lives uh, so it's interesting. There's like a store in each level that you can upgrade at. What's this game called? Caro Blaster. K E R O B L A S T E R. Okay. And it's on Switch and it's $10. $10? $10. And it's, I'm going to be posting a review, but yeah, I like it. It's just, it, at times, I just was like, why why are you doing this to me there is a train level oh i love the look of this game it it almost looks like i don't mean to interrupt you know it almost looks like it looks like an nes crossed with an atari game kind of like the graphics are almost atari-esque because like like you look at this screenshot like the character's mouth is like oh yeah like a black horizontal bar it kind of looks like pitfall yeah 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 it does it look like like, yeah it has a little bit of a pitfall aesthetic and cool level design's really really excellent okay yeah Uh, i'm into that but the music was great yeah i i'm i'm still figuring out what kind of score i would give it but i have to write it still um that's my next review 
Cool. I finally finished that game. The thing is, like, I don't want to review a game unless I beat it. Sure. I don't. I don't. I want to play the whole game, especially a game like that. I think that's important with single player games. Like, yeah. you need to experience the whole thing. Yeah, I, th- I think it's important. And that game was surprisingly good. I, I, I kept thinking, like, why? Why is this a thing? And then by the time I was done, I was like, that was cool. <laughs> so, you know, Nintendo announced recently that they have, there's over a thousand games on the Switch eShop now. That's right. And what I love about games like Carol Blaster is like, this is how I learn about a lot of games on Switch. Like, everybody knows the big names, like, oh, Diablo 3 and Dark Souls. But then today I learn about Caro Blaster. It's only 10 bucks, and I'm looking forward to trying <laughs> this game I've never heard of. Yep. You know? Yeah, and then there's, like, there's just so many games. There's City Skylines. There's everything. You're still into that. I, I am playing City Skylines on my Switch. Mm-hmm. And anyone who thinks that a frame rate drop affects City Skylines on Switch is, is, a, a, is a stupid head. It's a stupid idiot. Yeah, big stupid head, huh, Lola? Oh, Lola's back. Oh, she's back. She's rested up. She's ready for round two. But she still does this thing where, like, she wants you to pick her up, but she doesn't want you to get close to the Bobo. Yeah. And I can understand that. Like, yeah, it's this eternal fight. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's it's really a tug of war, Lola versus herself. But there, now you're on the couch. I know. Come show me the Bobo. <laughs> oh, wow. This is great. You have your Bobo. That's good. Well, the I rare Lola it. reappearance on the couch. Yeah. She just need she just needed to get a second win. I think she just needed to hear me sing "Smooth Criminal" to her. That's what it was. That's what it huh, was. Pooper. Oh gosh, she puts that one paw and gives you those look with her soulful little eyes. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like yes, yeah, so I'll send a limo to come get you. Right? Yes. Who wouldn't? Right. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, what so else okay, is there? Carol Blaster. I'm gonna check that out. Oh, we uh we tweeted out part of the Tokyo Game Show game show. Yes. Uh, this week yes and quake retweeted us nice they thought it was they, they must have thought it was pretty amusing yeah but uh the trent reznor question <laughs> which i just think is who composed quake soundtrack barry manilow yeah obviously lady gaga lady gaga barry manilow is my my favorite though what i love is that for those who haven't seen it you should link the episode because it's uh-huh. hysterical but i love how greg took quake gameplay and put songs from each of these other artists oh, on yeah. top of it it's hilarious <laughs> i was cracking up yeah i was like lady gaga i think it was born this way uh barry manilow it was her name is lola <laughs> and then uh billy joel he put uptown girl that's right. That's to right. Quake, which was just outstanding. Yes, uh, it was. Just, that's it was ridiculous. That was that was silly. I love. We it. did a very funny, stupid thing. Tokyo Game Show, Game Show. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to going back there next year. Uh, that's my one time a year that I'm willing to go because mm-hmm. it's just too. It's a. The question is: Are you going to, for the third straight year, go from TGS? to oculus connect i might not ever go to an oculus connect again i'm not sure and hopefully they don't do it that way uh i didn't always have to do that last year i, I came home you did come home briefly yeah i came home That's and right. then i went to oc5 yeah or oc4 mm-hmm. uh and then i didn't go to tgs for oc3 or before that um so yeah this would be my third tgs in a row i don't know because they call us ocogs there's only 50 of us really i've been to all of them and it's fun to maintain that rep man yeah it's fun like i get to see the same people yeah like we've become friends in the vr industry yeah i know a lot of devs through going to that it's it's that event 
is more about the community than it is uh oculus Mm -hmm. or facebook Mm -hmm. it's about meeting with devs that Mm -hmm. are making games and believe in vr because at the early days that was really a big gathering of vr evangelists and a lot of the it's just cool to see the people who survived and are still there Mm -hmm. they're thriving yeah that's cool alchemy labs is doing well i mean look at insomniac you know they're killing it over on the console right so they yeah. they're willing to take make experiments like yeah that's cool stormland vr or from whatever. software's kind of doing that now i think it's a playstation vr thing but you know mm-hmm. they have they have sekiro which is like their their tentpole game for next year yeah, but they also, yeah which is like a vr experimental type thing yep. i didn't get a chance to try that but i think uh blake did it was just in japanese not english so it was confusing yeah it wasn't localized sure yeah uh but, yeah um i i'm sure it'll be pretty cool but yeah it's i think what we're seeing is a lot of headset exclusive software that's being subsidized by the companies that are making the headsets Mm -hmm. so good for those companies that are landing those deals uh you know good for trover saves the universe squanch games yeah 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 for sure psvr exclusive yeah you know, but this can be a really cool game that wouldn't exist if Sony didn't want this to exist. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool to see platforms investing in the games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the people making the games are passionate about VR. It's not just a cash grab anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So we'll see where it goes, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I go back and forth with if I want that or not. Yeah. I know, I know. You don't like Facebook, Lola. That's okay. No, no. She starts growling when you mention Facebook. What are the odds? The fact that she thinks she could stop anyone from anything is hilarious. I mean, like, she's got she's got to stand up for herself. I mean, we both stood up for ourselves and left Facebook together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That yeah, I just wanted to mention Carol Blaster before we left because that that game was it's worth mentioning. Yeah, it didn't get enough love this $10, year. Ten dollars, man. That's that's a deal. Also, Overload, the Descent like. Oh yeah, for that sure. That came out on PS4 this week. Did you have you gotten to sink your teeth into the full release yet? I I played it on Steam. Okay. I and I love it. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Um, it actually was one of my games of the mid year, uh, that I mentioned. Right. Yes. Uh, also Subnautica, which I still have to beat. Um, but yeah, we're doing that uh, that Shack Chat thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Long Dark people were very excited to see Bill mention them. That's cool. Uh, it's always interesting to see that. And I saw uh, we've just been getting a lot more love socially lately. Yeah. I think it's starting to pick up. Clearly Obsidian did a great job sharing the long read. Yeah, I think we last we spoke, the long read had come out. Uh, but you know, the week after we did, well, that night, the October 5th, when, when Beneath a Starless Sky went up, we did a, a chatty AMA, the inaugural mm-hmm. chatty AMA with Adam Brennicky, Jabby, mm-hmm. uh, longtime chatty poster. And then a week after we did a, a Reddit AMA mm-hmm. on slash IMA, uh, that did really well also. Uh, and Obsidian really pulled all the stops for that. You mm-hmm. know, they got a bunch of like five or six from when they're answering questions. And I like, love that that Reddit where they're like, "I didn't know Shack News was still around." I know you always see those folks, but they they learned. I got to, I, some questions were addressed to me about writing the long read, so mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Yeah, you know? no, very cool. Yeah, so I got to tell them to make a wrestling RPG, and Mikey Dowling 
PR manager <laughs> and uh, honorary Bullet Club member was very excited. Yeah, you know, we you. should mention wrestling real quick. Did you see the news about Roman Reigns? This is, yeah, this has been a really big week on a couple of fronts. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, so I have to, here's the thing about Roman Reigns. I know you haven't really been, like, actively watching for no. a long time. Roman Reigns was kind of despised by a large, like, the hardcore wrestling fans because he's basically picked out years ago as the golden boy. Yeah. He was he was fast-tracked. He didn't even win, like, a U.S. or Intercontinental Championship. He went right from, like, the Shield, which is one of the most popular stables ever, to world champion. Mm-hmm. Just kind of shoved down everybody's throats. He beat John Cena in, like, this big passing the torch type of match. Yeah. But I, I and a lot of other people have always tried to explain, like, it's not that we think Roman Reigns is bad. We just don't like him being kind of forced on us. Yeah. Well, I've always respected him. I always thought he had potential. I always thought his position kind of hurt him because, like, you know, he's like, it's like at your job. If someone's like, hey, we're going to promote you and give you a lot of money, like, you're going to say no? You're just going to go with it. But he always had potential. He's good. He's good in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's no rock, but he's, you know, there's something there. And I mention that because they're cousins. Um, But my respect for him increased even more. When I realized that, you know, never once did Roman or WWE try to play the sympathy card and say, oh, he's a cancer survivor. Yeah. Because you do that sort of thing and it's like, okay, well, I guess I better cheer for him or I'll feel like yeah, an they asshole. Never did that. They never did that. This was the first time anyone knew about it. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope he comes through. It's a scary thing. It's got to be because he was yeah. in remission for 10 years. So talk about a kick in the dick. Like yeah. 10 years. And you think about that 10 years in his professional life. And like living like. a dream yeah. and everything's going great. And then this happens. And yeah. he, you know, he relinquished his title on Raw this week. And yeah, it's brutal. I wish the best for him. That was the most compelling footage of Raw I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. And a lot of my WWE now I consume on social media. Oh, I love that. You turned me onto that. That 90s WWE yeah. Twitter feed is yeah. just amazing. It's great. Uh, but also just even WWE, like I, I, I saw that clip there. You know, they do a good job on Raw of posting that stuff. So They do. They you do. don't really have to watch the whole thing. I don't know the big moments. If you heard this, yeah, I haven't watched a full episode of Raw in like four and a half years. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. We it watched is. the twenty-five. That's well, okay, that's true. That's the one we did watch. That that was the first one I had watched in forever. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but like WWE got some heat on them because you know after so after Roman gave his speech as uh, he was walking back up the ramp, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, his Shield brothers, came out and like they embraced them. You know, uh-huh. you could tell like Seth had been crying. It was a it was a real moment. Well, then at the end of the night, they had Dean Ambrose turn heel on Seth. They won the tag team titles, and then Dean like hits his finisher, which is this double arm DDT, Mick Foley's old move. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Man, you take like something genuine and you use that to get kind of a kind of a rub off of it." And yeah, I'm like, weird. on the one hand, that's wrestling. On the other hand, yeah, I guess I see where you're coming. The from. other place that they're under fire is that they're still going to do their Saudi Arabia event. So that's a big deal to me. I'm really disappointed to hear that. Yeah. But I don't know if you knew this. The rumor is there hasn't been anything confirmed yet, but both John Cena and Daniel Bryan said, I will not go. Interesting. So now the athletes themselves are saying no. And the thing is, like, so Dave Meltzer, who's kind of like, I don't know, he's kind of like the Roger Ebert of of wrestling journalists. He has a lot of insider information. He has, you know, puts out a a weekly newsletter of like 10,000 plus words and reports on everything, not just WWE. Uh, and he's the one who 
I think he had this scoop. It might have been someone else. <clears throat> but he pointed out, like, you know, a lot of people have asked me, could wrestlers refuse to go? And he actually said, unless you're a Cena, a Brian, or, like, a Randy Orton, they'll just say, like, fuck you and show you the door. So the fact that they still go and they, these top guys may have pulled out, we'll see how that shakes out. But mm-hmm. John Cena's in a in a good position because he doesn't really need wrestling anymore. He's starting to do movies and stuff. Yeah, he's going to be Duke Nukem, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Daniel Bryan was in the, a WWE championship match uh-huh. <clears throat> at Crown Jewel. So, yeah, he's a big draw, too. He is. Like, the thing is, and WWE I don't hates know, like, this. I don't know what Saudi Arabian wrestling fans gravitate towards. Who knows who they like? Yeah, who knows? And also, like, <laughs> is it just some crown prince that's like, dance for me, minions? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, <laughs> I guess, like, Daniel Bryan is a pretty far left leaning guy politically. So I know he's been following, like, you know, the murder of this journalist yeah, over there. Yeah, sure. But also, um, I think that, like, a lot of the wrestlers have said, nobody's named names, but a lot of people are like, I don't really feel safe going over there. Who can blame them? Mm, they're giant dudes. They're giant dudes, <laughs> but it's still just like, do Being you want to go there? into this unfamiliar oh, place? I, just, I flat out do not want to have anything from the Middle East stamped on my passport. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Like, I just never want to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I understand that. I also understand just being an American in a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely different. But you're going to be, like, they, Saudi Arabia is, like, some of the most opulent, just over-the-top wealth disparity. Yeah. yeah. Like, absurd. Where it's like, here, let's ride camels to this place where we can race elephants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With our gold rocket cars. Yeah. You know, it's like, this street's paved with gold. Yeah. You know, like, they're so absurd that I'm sure they will treat these guys like gods when they oh, land. they have. Like, they went in, like, April, and there's footage of, like, the princes put out this huge spread. Yeah. And you see, like, Big Show and so, Vince like, McMahon eating. Especially and- given what's going on the actual political undertones of Saudi Arabia with what happened with the death of the journalist, I could see them really go overboard with rolling out the red carpet to these people to just right. lose them. Right. And it'll go off really poorly in the media, but it will. The media's already the media's picked that up that yeah. they're still going through with it and I just think it's a money thing, man. Like you, you there's a lot of money there. The, I think it's a forty five million dollar a year deal. Yeah, that that's they, a lot of money. Like that's the thing. I try to like put myself in their shoes. Like I understand just having to like cancel a forty five million dollar arrangement is a big deal. Yeah. But here's the other thing. WWE, what you have to remember about professional wrestling is that they're still carny performers and it's still a dirty business at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. But WWE loves to paint themselves as like they're progressive. They're taking a stand for women and they're promoting women. But then at the same breath, they're like, oh, and we're going to Saudi Arabia and our females aren't allowed. So we're going to leave the ladies at home. Yep. And they're trying to make good. Like this coming weekend, there's a pay-per-view called Evolution, which is women only. And I'm like, okay, fine, but you're still in bed with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. When you're saying we're progressive, but you're also in bed with Saudi Arabia. Well, you know, if you look at the McMahon's politics, they're pretty conservative oh, people. I mean, so, Linda McMahon. Yeah, she is you know, in Trump's. 
administration. It, yeah, small or, business. Yeah, she's an advisor. SBA, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's not. It's the, the, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but yeah, it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm kind of upset with WWE. Yeah, but it's like it's the same thing that we saw. You know, we hadn't we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but uh, with Rockstar and the the whole. 100 yeah. hour work week comment mm-hmm. that Hauser made. Yeah. People like to complain about the companies in these things and then you can demand for action that ends up hurting the entire company, including yeah. the people that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know, it's a tough situation that WWE falls in yeah. finds himself in, but it's important that they at least listen to their fans. Yeah. Um, and I think the same is true for video games when it comes to crunch. Uh, yeah. That- I I did my part. Like, I actually um, I canceled my WW Network subscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not not necessarily because of this, but, like, like, as a wrestling fan, I look at this card. Like, do I want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle AJ Styles? Absolutely. Am I going to support it? No. You know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm good. I I don't care enough about WWE for me to support this event. But mm-hmm. I also just I think it's it goes beyond this. There's a lot of uh a lot of events that have been canceled in Saudi Arabia for this. Uh yeah. you know, a lot of people are pulling out of talks, all sorts of stuff's going on. So. I guess like the broader picture, I just feel I'm kind of sad about the state of the world. Yeah, like it's just it's it's this is just to me WWE, and this is a microcosm of of reality and bigger things happening. But like, I feel like WWE saying, "Eh, but the money is just one more instance of people saying, "I don't really care about all these appalling things. I'm just gonna do whatever I want in my own interests." Mm-hmm. It's just like that's just that's happening. It's happening in America. Look at the horrible things our leader does, and there's just a lot, a lot of people who are just like, "Eh." I don't care. Mm-hmm. And this this general apathy and I got mine just kind of depresses me, you know. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens with the world, but Yeah. I don't know. There's a There's Red Dead at least. There's Red Dead coming in a few hours. You know, like last year <coughs> it, it was the release of Switch. That was like, it's well, you know that. the world sucks, but we got Switch and Zelda. And Zelda. This is the, that week, man. That was fun because, like, you and I went to GDC. We had mm-hmm. a great, great interviews with uh, Marty and, and Hugo from ID out there. Yeah. And then we come home. I remember I took a red eye. My mother in law picked me up from the airport. And I'm like, she's like, "All right, you ready to go home?" I'm like, we got to go to Best Buy. I picked up my Switch, <laughs> got home. Zelda had come from Amazon, and just like like that weekend was just like this is I just. I don't often have time in my adult life to just play a video game for hours, but I did that weekend, and it's one of my fondest gaming memories. <laughs> it really, yeah. Is. That first, the first eight hours of Breath of the Wild. So, like, I I feel like a lot of people are about to have that over the next few days with Red Dead Two. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and that's cool. No, I'll be. I, I'm looking forward to playing it tonight, uh, and for the rest of the weekend and yeah. forever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess that's that's about everything. Yeah, there's there wasn't a whole lot of 
crazy news lately. No, because I feel like like this was the game. It seems like once a year there's a game that all the other publishers like move away from. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to mess with this. No, and this year that's Red Dead, and so mm-hmm. I feel like in the next few weeks things will pick back up. But for this week, everyone's like, let's get the hell out of Red Dead's way. Yeah, and that's we saw that with release dates. We see that with yeah. news. Yeah. So it's just been it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hopefully... Uh, I don't know, we got a lot of articles hitting the site for Red Dead. We sure do. I think it, there's 25 guides at, le- at and counting. Bill and Kevin the, finally came up for air from the from the guide mines, huh? And Sam. And Sam. We sent three people down to the guide mines for this one. And Sam's been pulling double duty doing Fallout guides. And, uh, yeah. And showing, you know, I don't feel sorry for that guy because he posted an absolutely terrible picture of a spider that guy lives in australia where there are spiders as big as lola and he posted a picture picture of him with the kangaroo no that's pretty great that i want to see i don't want to see any spider pictures sam a couple days ago okay um yeah that's uh that's a meaty show yeah you know and hopefully michael wang's happy i hope so and and bad kitty yeah, he but Michael Wang will literally text me. He's like, I haven't had a podcast. Where's my podcast? Well, here you go, sir. Here you go. And Bad Kitty, you too. Yeah. Um, hope you got a bingo. For, thanks for your tweets. Yes. And I have to start posting articles for all these. I might just do a massive info dump of all of them. Be like, here's like three in a row. Just like boom, boom, boom. You should. On a Sunday where no one will notice. You should. You should. I'm going to try to do that. Chatcast overload. I, like, I got behind on the articles. It's like the equivalent of shelling a, a podcast. Yeah. I got behind. Yeah. So I got to catch up. I know. I know Lola. Just growl. Yeah, you got it, though. You won. You got your Bobo. So, so what's the name? Lola, you doing okay? Or Lola? Hi? Lola, you good? Lola, you good. <laughs> Lola, you good? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Uh,. Sorry if it was even more tangential than our regular episodes, but that's what that's been, that's just kind of this week though. Like, yeah, this week was all over the place. Yeah, and now we have focus. We have Red Dead in front of us. But just 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 lay back and chill with Shack with the Shack cast. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Man, we're not trying to we're not trying to be something no. that we're not. No, <laughs> we're just gonna talk to you that's about right. Northeast Ohio sports and the and the market. The stock market. Oh, awesome. We don't have an unofficial sponsor. I, I'm going to keep the, on the Talake Pake train. Have you been there yet? I haven't been there yet. You need to fucks with Talake Pake. I did. Last week I didn't drive because I had That's eye right. surgery, so I wasn't driving anywhere. That's right. My life is in chaos from it, by the way. Yeah. Mail's gone missing. See, when you can't pick, when you can't get your own mail, like, so my mother in law got my mail, like prescriptions, but like, I have no idea where anything is because I didn't get it. I usually oh. do these things. You know how it is when someone yeah. like gets your mail or picks up, runs errands for you. It's kind of like you're in someone's house and you're like, what's in this cupboard? Like you just feel like completely yeah, out of sorts. Yeah, all your things are discombobulated. Yes. Oh, no. And uh, I mean, I'm recovering. You feeling better? Kind of. Vision's still blurry, but oh, I've man. got another, I've got a checkup in a few days, so. Damn. Well, Yeah. hope everything turns out okay. Yeah, me too. But uh, I need eyes to write. It turns yes, out need eyes. Yeah, and depth perception and that. Yeah, useful things. It's they're both very useful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's that's about everything. Yeah, I think anything we missed. I don't think we missed anything. No, 
think oh soul caliber 6 came out and uh, people are putting dicks on their creative players. yeah i saw a lizard that, man video that disturbed that happened. me i don't yeah. think we've talked about bowsette but bowsette is, is she thing. real no but yes okay not not really fan made but boy have cosplayers grabbed onto her and where did she, where did she come from so there's peachette Peach oh, right. is in the new Super Mario Bros. U. Because like the pink toad can turn into to her. Peachette. That's right. That's right. That's right. So then everyone said, well, what if Bowser turned into Peachette? Oh, goodness. It'd be a Bowser. And then you got all these girls wearing next to nothing with horns. Yeah. And it's fabulous. <laughs> so I've I, seen some. That is pretty fabulous. All I is I encourage everyone to be Bowser for Halloween. <laughs> everyone. Everyone, Bowser, men, men and women. Yeah, okay, I can get We're not that. judging here. I can get behind that. Or like, first to create a Bowser waifu pillow will make <laughs> will make so make much money. Bank. They're gonna print money. Uh, See, so yeah, that's that. I think that's everything. Okay. And then Fortnite, Fortnite this week. Did it? Yeah, it totally did. Six point two. Fortnite mares. Wow. It's like a Halloween event. Wow. Zombies and stuff. It's pretty fun. Damn, okay. Yeah. My nephews are playing it. I, I My nephews them. are pretty into that game. Oh, that's all they play. It's like my, my oldest nephew was a huge Pokemon master. Mm-hmm. Loved that game. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about it. Because of Fortnite. Because of Fortnite. Doesn't even want Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Really? Go yeah. Wow. Last year at this time, obsessed with Pokemon Go. Still playing Sun and Moon. But now? Nothing. All Fortnite all the time. Wow. It's like that's the cool thing to do at school. Yeah, oh, I've heard. So it's like it's just a peer pressure thing now. It's yeah. just self-fulfilling. Like, well, if you don't play Fortnite, who are you going to talk to at school about Fortnite? Right. You know? Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a behemoth. That's not going away anytime no, soon. No, it's not. It's not. And it's, it's, it's actually really good. They're doing good things. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how they keep it fresh and they experiment and they do cool things. So. Yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite this week. Okay. And that's about, that's everything. That was the world of gaming. And also a huge stock market analysis. Yeah. That honestly, I don't know if I ever told you if I think it's going up or down in the long term. I probably didn't. I don't know. I think if you buy good stocks at good prices and you hold them for a long period of time, it'll work out. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep on them, make sure they're doing the right thing financially. They're not lying. Oh, okay. Uh, but if you do your homework and you invest in cheap companies and you do it in a way where you don't buy it all at once, you know, you can't ever, you can't ever time the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll go up, but I don't know. By the end of the year, it, it might be flat. It might not go up from here. But my whole thing is I don't care what the stock market does. I just care about my stocks because I think buying individual stocks, you can outperform the market. Right. And not everyone believes that. No, I, I think that makes sense to me. You know? Not everyone believes that. A lot of people say, oh, just give your money to a market, put it in a total market fund, forget about it. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is there's 500 stocks in the S&P 500. Not all of them are good. A lot of them suck. Right. <laughs> you know, like Walmart's there. Yeah. I don't want to buy Walmart stock. No. I'm good. You know, I, I want to own like very few stocks and I just want to be focused on them. So, Right. I think if you do that, you'll be fine. Like, I was telling my dad, I'm like, do I think interest rates affect the supply and demand of Nintendo Switch? No. No. 
Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I can, yeah, I can see that. You know, so like, I think there's there's companies that I own where it's pretty simple. But you still diversify. It's not like Nintendo's your only stock. No, but I own it's almost half of my money is put into wow. Nintendo. Yeah, it's my largest holding. It's conviction. Mm-hmm. I'd say about twenty percent's cash, and then the rest is spread out between a few companies. Okay. Apple, Tesla, Twitter, uh, GameStop. Okay. But yeah, it's not. I I own very few stocks, so it's not like I'm like, hey, the market's great, buy everything. And then I bought Nvidia yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. Because it, it was two hundred ninety dollars and it dropped below two hundred yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a lot of a that's a that's a massive drop. Yeah. For the best semiconductor company in the world. Right. I'm like, nah, I'll buy that. It's also I might trade it. It's not something I might I might not hold it for years. But those other stocks that are in my portfolio, I plan on holding for a while. <laughs> she is flipping out right now. Yeah, she's not happy. Uh, so yeah, let's do the wrap up show. All right, or the wrap up of the show. And I'll try to keep it quick for Michael Wayne because we've already gone so very long. <laughs> this is about our usual time. I don't know how long, but it feels like our usual two time. hours. That's it, I mean, what was the last one like? Two hours fifty minutes? Yeah, we went longer. Yeah, so this is shorter than the last one. Yeah, longer than our average. I think I don't right. know what our average is. Someone figure that out. It's not that hard. No, go add up all of our episodes in time. Yeah, divide by forty-two. This is episode four, or maybe forty-three. I think it was forty-three. <sighs> 43 episodes. That's impressive, I think. Lola, you good? <laughs> Lola, you good? You good, Lola? So, yeah, go to shacknews.com for your interviews, news, reviews, previews. Long reads. Long reads. Epic mega reads. Epic mega reads. And uh, videos. Tons of video interviews with developers yes. about all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, go to youtube.com slash shack news games because the guy who has slash shack news is a jerk right see your gameplay videos some interview stuff some live stream highlights uh also arcade corner and top 10 you know greg burke does those two uh serial episodes right and then uh, youtube.com slash gamer hub videos that's more of our interview content some of our gamer culture stuff maybe not around the video game industry sometimes we'll have celebrities there's an interview with triple h really that. yeah triple h stephanie mcmahon who did that uh either john gadiosi or greg How i did know greg not mentioned this to me if he did it wow this is before your time really this is gamer hub man not even shack this is before we bought shack oh 2013 oh wow okay i thought it i was think like we a, went to SummerSlam. we went to SummerSlam in 27 in 2013 dude that was a good SummerSlam. did you go no I was so pissed when I found out they went. <sighs> that Greg's was like, when... like or it was like Joe Trotto or Andrew was like, yeah, I interviewed Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, I want to punch you right now. Yeah, that's not cool. I'm like, how did I not know about this? this yeah. is, I only own 30% of the company, so they didn't tell me anything back then. Uh, I, I was see. just the money guy. I see. They didn't think I cared about wrestling. That was the money guy. I'm like, how? I'm like, I was so I was sad. That was a good SummerSlam. I know. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> already went on a tangent. Go to twitter.com at where what are we at Shack News at GamerHub uh, TV. Yep, and at MoDojo website, but that's pretty much dead. Yeah, 
<laughs> we yeah we transitioned we kind of folded that into Shaq a while ago yeah but the social media account still exists out there yeah sometimes it tweets out robot gifs sure that's, that's what it does now robomo yeah robomo uh but if you go and you notice a, a mobile article we have a tag on the front page that says modojo at Shaq news that's and there's right. a little robomo there mm-hmm. a little robot head i love that uh so he still lives um yeah so we do a mobile coverage on the site check that stuff out uh the, we did redesign the site it looks great it's yes, running pretty it looks fantastic pretty good mm-hmm. um twitch.tv slash shack news subscribe to us with your twitch prime account you can attach your amazon prime to twitch prime once a month give jeff bezos's money to us for free yeah why not do that it's not like i'm running ads on the site i know the least they could do is that. Just do it for Shack News. Or go onto the stream and throw some of those dank nugs. There's like these little nuggets yeah. that Chris solicits people for. It's like free money. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I was, yeah, okay. I've seen those. Yep. So send us the nugs. I think they call them bits, but we call them nugs. Nugs. Do for the nugs. We do it for the nugs. Um. So yeah, that's, I think, the things. Oh, yeah. There's other platforms on social media that we're on. Eh. I don't even want to mention them. No. Fudge them. Yeah, if you're on the Fudge panel, we're Shaq News there, too. Yeah. And we're Shaq News Media on on Instagram because Greg's weird. And apparently he couldn't find the password for the other one. Greg is weird. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> and then any complaints about this week's episode or any episode of the Shaq cast, tweet at Greg Burke 85 Yeah, no, that's that's our complaints department. And He'll then any compliments, yeah. tweet at TechnoSucks or at David L. Craddock yes. or at Shaq News. Yes. Use hashtag ShaqCast. Go on your local podcast facilities and tell them that we are the greatest podcast in the history of the world, outside of gaming, just everywhere. Right, yeah. That we're better than any sports podcast when it comes to covering uh, Cleveland area sports. Yeah. We're better than any gaming podcast at covering gaming. And we're better than any financial podcast i've ever heard too agreed so there's a trifecta mm-hmm. if we start doing cooking I oh think man it's over that's it yeah you know i had i had an idea for a show cooking with cooking to bob marley so you just play bob marley songs while you cook i can dig that right yeah i think that'd be kind of great i think in, a, in another life or maybe i'll do an in, in real life stream there you go but once again that gets me back to how kind of how the show started uh I need to take down the cable company. Yeah. So that's going to be my. Yeah. That's that's now my bal- my my battle. Yeah. This is why I came back. I support it. So then once I get us the free internet, I get us the faster internet, I'll leave. I'll disappear into the oh, ether. No. Right when I get what I want. No, I'll stick around. Well, do what you have to do. Just leave Lola. No. Oh, Even no. if I left Lola, it's like you know the first Star Wars re- of this new reboot. Yeah. The Force Awakens. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. You know, he's like, I'll come back for you. She's BB-8. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, I'll come back for you, Pooper. Hey, you're about one season away from an iconic Sunny episode where the central line is, I'll come back for you. (laughs) Wait, isn't that from uh, Thunder Gun? Oh, wait. Yeah, that was season seven, Fat Mac. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll come back for you. Yeah. Thunder Gun Express. That's what you said to Frank. I was lying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just kind of like that. No, there's a scene where he ditches the robot on the planet and he's like, I'll come back for you. <laughs> that's right. I but yeah. That. That's me and Lola. 
Yeah. Um. No, I wouldn't leave her. She's growling at you, though. Yep. Um. That's it, right? That's everything. Oh, yeah. So, God. Bucks. Oh, I forgot. It's just so exhausting. I'm tired of this soapbox. <laughs> but it's more important than ever. <sighs> <laughs> I'm like holding my head, sighing. Yeah. Okay. Listen up, people. Yeah. I love you. Write this You've down. You've listened to this podcast. Yeah. Way longer than I expected you to. Sure. We've been rambling. I rant frequently. <laughs> I talk about random crap. Yeah. For some reason, you're listening to David and my words right Right, now. right, right. If you're on the internet, you're listening to us through a series of tubes, which, you know, you probably are. Yeah. And you see something on the internet, on like social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, a post, a tweet. Yeah. And it's a link to something. Like a story, but you you're just reacting to the headline. Yeah. Click the link. Yes. Read the article. Consume the content. Watch the video. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Actually become a more informed reader and more informed share of information. Yes. It helps prevent the sharing of fake news. Which is a huge problem these days. It is huge. Like massive. So click the link. It also helps the creator of the content. Gives them an extra page view. Gives them yeah. another, another video view. Yeah. 24 to launch deserves 100,000 views. It does. I just I just said that. Yeah. It does. So click on it. It's on our front page. Click on it. Yeah. Watch it. Beneath the starless sky. Yeah. Beneath the starless sky and 24 to launch and the long table. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Some of our best content. Click the link, damn it. Read the content, watch the content. And then if you really are just feeling ambitious, which I doubt you are because I'm begging you to do this, go sexy Bill the cameraman's extra mile and vet a story before you share it. So if you see some story that says Smash Brothers leaks, maybe find out if there's actually another source for it. Yes. Because from what I found when I was vetting the Smash Brothers leak story, it was coming from 4chan. Which is not the most reliable uh, place. No. I'm not really kind of like, you know, I don't know if I want to spoil everyone's Smash Brothers experience running right, a story right, right. about a 4chan leak. Yeah. So we decided not to do that. Yeah. But if you want to, go into 4chan and try to find some sources. And you will be horrified. Yeah. Let the, and let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> so, yeah. If you want the world to be run by 4chan, keep keep sharing your posts without reading them. Yeah. You know? That's what we're headed toward. And keep sharing these 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 viral tweets and Facebook posts. That, oh, my God, look at these pictures of the Mexican border when they aren't really the pictures of the Mexican no, border. No. They're doing all sorts of shit like this where they're like sensationalist headline, sensationalist image that has completely been taken out of context. Facebook's doing that a lot. Mm -hmm. And those aren't being flagged for spam, but we were earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, just be careful out there on social media. I saw this tweet yesterday that I thought was really great. Don't let people on social media make you feel bad. Yeah. They're just little people that live too. in your phone. Yeah. You know? Like, don't let random strangers make you feel bad. No. Don't. Those people are, are sad and leave 
lead meaningless lives, so don't let them drag you down. Yeah, and you know, it's it's it it goes beyond the don't feed the trolls thing. It's just don't let them make you feel bad. I saw you know one of my friends uh, tweeted out a picture of herself, and then this guy was saying all these nasty things to her, and like she was like, I can't even post a picture without being harassed on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, it's just so it's messed up yeah it's uh and it speaks to what you were saying just the world is in a very dark place right now Mm -hmm. and that's visible on across all different mediums but uh i'll keep sharing pictures of my dog do that please do that that's the best i can do yeah the other thing i try to do uh this is kind of a uh, a side part of the the soapbox it was two years ago. My New Year's resolution was for every one negative post I made on social media, I wanted to make 10 positive posts. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. So my my thought process is just when someone posts something good, instead of just passively clicking like on it, mm-hmm. actually comment yeah. and say, hey, positive awesome. Positive feedback for positive posts. Yeah. Be positive. When positive things happen, positively reinforce the positive I like thing. that idea. I'm on board. So it's just a side, a, just a wish for the internet yeah. to be more positive, which I know sounds so Pollyannish and optimistic, but after weeks and weeks like this, it's just, yeah. you know, I, I looked at, uh, I looked at Elon Musk, right? This guy having a mental breakdown during the most crucial quarter in his company's life. Mm-hmm. Right. And if he just would have unplugged yeah, from Twitter, the, the stress that he would have reduced the anxiety that wouldn't exist. Right. Like social media is really making people miserable. It is, but it, it can only, I always have viewed social media like the matrix. It may look real. Mm-hmm. It may feel real. But all you have to do is unplug and you're back in reality. Did you see his tweet where he described Twitter as the dark souls of social media? I did. <laughs> and like something else was Bloodborne. Like Facebook was Bloodborne or Instagram was Zelda or Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah Facebook was Bloodborne yeah. and Instagram was Zelda. Like, well, if I need any more reason to stay off of Facebook, yeah. thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> and then yesterday he said he loved anime. Did he? Yep. That's great. And today he asked us to send him our dank memes. You know how I know Elon Musk tweets too much? Hmm. He replied to me. Did he? Yeah. This was like a week ago. I said, I believe in the mission of all EVs. And he just replied, yes. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, that dude. He tweets too much. If Elon's tweeting at me, the dude tweets too much. Yeah. Needs to stop tweeting. Yeah. You just get back to work. No, it's <laughs> amazing quarter. Really happy That's for awesome. the company. That's awesome. And uh, I'm just excited that we have a car company in America that's making really innovative and cool things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm excited because I'm a shareholder. Yes. <laughs> Doubly excited because you like innovative, exciting things and you're probably a pretty happy shareholder today i mean i was upset when he said funding secured when he didn't have funding and yeah said 420 because he was just making a joke with his girlfriend right like come on bro right that's what i mean less twitter yeah less twitter more making cars right (laughs) (laughs) and we'll we'll all be better yes but can you imagine having a a backlog of three hundred thousand cars that's crazy it's just amazing good for them yeah 
Uh, but that's it. That's the show. I think that's it. We did it. We did it for Shaq News. We did it. Now it's and now it's your turn. Yep. To go out there and do it for Shaq News. Oh yeah. Oh well. It is. <laughs>